Fellas, fellas, welcome to Token Minority Report on Unsafe Space. I am your minority, Beverly J. Clark. Today is Thursday, August 11th, 2022, and I believe tomorrow, August 12th, might be comedian Ryan Long's birthday. We'll be talking a little bit about him tonight because I got to see him perform live yesterday in Pittsburgh. Plus, we also kind of have like an alien theme this week with the Nope and Prey films. Also, Ryan Long, because he's Canadian, so he's like the immigrant kind of alien. Uh, Anywho, let me bring on my co-host, the Abbott to my Costello, the key to my peel, the fry to my Lori, and the fella to my fella, Alex Maselli. Boys, boys, boys. <laughs> I like the Abbott and Costello. Like maybe not everyone knows that like them, but I used to watch their video- their movies. Like I watched like all of them. And uh they're so good. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I guess I haven't really watched I've seen just a lot of clips of them and not necessarily the full film. So I'm I'm kind of you you see their horror one it's the best oh my gosh i would absolutely love to see a horror one yeah it is definitely worth watching like because you know there was all those vincent price films with like dracula and frankenstein and the werewolf and everything it's it's like all that kind of shit and so it's bella would go sees dracula it's so good like it's totally worth watching um ah. for that reason it's a great like comedy series crossover like back when That's like great. one of the first times they ever did that it's really good and i always loved vincent price in his role as vincent van Gogh in scooby-doo <laughs> so he was really great as that character on there uh well oh and I was saying, Phyllis, Phyllis, I was telling Alex before this too. I got merch, and it's hard to see, mm-hmm. but uh, this is a Ryan Long hoodie. Actually, it's bigger on the back. Let me see if I could twist around and show. Oh yeah, it says fellas. Yeah, fellas, fellas. I think it's on twice. I can't. I think it says somewhere on there, but yeah, because he's his whole thing is the boy cat boys cast, and then mm-hmm. he goes fellas, fellas, boys, boys, boys. So I haven't watched anything because I'm not a boy and I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Because it's very explicit. About- I haven't either. Uh, I've been, I've been, you know, kicked. I, I can't do it either. So we've been barred. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunate. Um, I've seen all of his like other videos and stuff too. I've seen a little bit of his his long form podcast, but in in his defense it's nothing to him i just don't watch a lot of long-form podcasts outside of unsafe space because i do all of these ones and that takes and so by the time i'm done you know recording or anything with everyone else here then i'm just like well i'm gonna watch some tv shows and movies and stuff instead i don't listen to music yeah i don't always have time to watch to watch all of our podcasts (laughs) (laughs) i don't think anyone else does i've always been the only one all the live streaming that I do, plus mm, yeah. you know the day jobs and everything. Like, I know I do too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's finish a novel by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, uh, gotta give give up somewhere. And so then, and then in addition, I'm also like you know helping out deformed animals outside. Yeah, you, that's pretty <laughs> serious. Yeah. So then when that happens, <laughs> then I'm just like listening to music instead, though, because then I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I wanted to just talk briefly about Ryan Long's performance last night. And oh, and then I got a photo with him too. So that was cool. Like we, we got to have a picture together. Um, but he was hilarious, you know, unsurprisingly. I uh, 
I can't even remember. Like, I mean, there are a few things that were great. I don't want to spoil everything. Some of the stuff, though, some of the material he did, I did already kind of know because I went and watched, like I caught up, I was like five months behind on his videos and I went and watched everything in the last couple of days. And so some of it, he does his like stand up you know, clips. And so some of it too, I was just like, oh yeah, I already heard this. Like it's entertaining, but I was like, oh, I already know. So then I'm like, I felt bad because I'm like, I'm not laughing as hard as everyone else though. And, <laughs> and I was like, right in front of like a a, 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 dist, a little bit of a distance though, but it was like in the center too though. And I was like, I'm smiling though. Like, it's funny. I'm just like, you know, it's not new. It's not new. <laughs> yeah. For you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but most of it, and there was just a few of those too, but a lot of it, I hadn't heard those. Like, so he was hilarious. He had JJ Lieberman, I think is the, was the uh, opening act's name. And he, he was pretty funny too. Um, my boyfriend knows more. I guess he's been on the boys cast and stuff. And he said that like his stage presence was a lot like more loud and aggressive than he, like he's more toned down on, mm -hmm. on uh, the podcast and things, which I think I might, I might enjoy more because like he was good, but it was just kind of like, oh, it's a little abrasive. <laughs> um, but, but he was enjoyable. I really like the, the host too. I can't remember his name. It was Derek something. This was at the Pittsburgh improv. So I assume he just hosts the, you know, however often there, but he was, he was a funny, funny boy. Um, Ryan, I'm trying to think of without, you know, you guys should go see his show, but I'm going to spoil like one or two jokes. There was one, uh, he, he talks about like, when he has his girlfriend, he only refers to her as his chick. So he's like, my chick is blah, blah, blah. But he talked about how like, he'll always have, you know, sex on a girl's, you know, when she's on her period, like he's totally fine with that. But he's like, but, but his chick has, was, uh, you know, pretty upset and like not, 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 like not feeling well and stuff too. And he's like, apparently your first period is a big deal or something. Oh God. <laughs> He did a lot of like pedophilia jokes. <laughs> I've like, seen like clips of him, and yeah, I have noticed that that there's like a theme there. Yeah, yeah, no, he, it was hilarious. There were a lot of like pretty inappropriate things. Uh, a lot of, and it, it went on for a while. Like he had like some trans stuff, some, uh, but like various pedophilia things too and I can't like so oh man there are just like some good ones that I hadn't thought of the one I also liked he talked about like you know like how there's barely legal porn I said like, what about like in like the other direction when you're like you know 98 or something and so he's just like Agnes we're going for one last ride you in and, then, and the guys are like is this is this legal to have her because she's so old and barely <laughs> barely yeah um and he is a very tall guy so I could tell from the photo mm -hmm. that you posted on Twitter that he was tall. Like he's like yeah. leaning over. I know. <laughs> I, was so, I was so excited because that's usually me. Like when I'm with my friends and stuff too, usually I'm the one that, that I feel like, oh, I should lean down a little bit to kind of that. And but and I knew going into it, I'm like, I know he's tall. Like I can stand straight up and not have to do that though so it was just like it was a conscious thing for me that I'm like I, I don't have to because I was watching him <laughs> lean in with everyone else though because he's yeah. like six two six three maybe yeah um but yeah so that was, it was nice to stand by a very tall, tall I don't person. know like I could tell that you were tall like I've never I don't think you've ever told me like height wise what you know actual but like I always got this impression that you were tall <laughs> Yes, I am five foot seven. So not like ridiculously tall, but just most of the people that I know have not oh. been very tall. So in comparison, I'm going to look real tiny next to you. you're five three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, yes. 
Yeah. Oh, what I find it weird when I meet a, a woman who's shorter than me because I'm like five three is not like even average. I would say mm-hmm. so. I'm five. Sort of like, Five fours are the average. Well, that's what Lord Coley, when we were on, I, we did talk about heights. We, you were drunk that night. So <laughs> um, I don't remember that. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when Lord Coley, when she was on too, she's five two. So she's an inch mm. shorter than you are. Um, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, no, I do remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> over all of you guys. Um, I'm taller than Carter. Despite what he says, he says he's five seven, but I'm, I'm five seven and I'm taller than him. So. Oh, I didn't know he was only five seven. Uh, if, so that's a, he said that in the stream too when you when you were drunk. <laughs> and I just let it go. I was just he said it before, and I'm like, well, I won't say anything. But now I'm saying something when he's not here. So <laughs> feel feel better about it. Uh, okay, I mean, me... that happened what two weeks ago, and yeah, I was drunk. So at the time. Um, a lot has happened since then. <laughs> I was just going to show the picture and just to show. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I don't, I'm boomering. Um, of Ryan and how tall he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's the wrong one. Share. And then I have to go back to this screen and click on share on. There. Um, yeah. So he looked at him like, like leaned over. Like I get to just stand as tall as I am. I think I was in like booties. Which I don't know if they have like a little bit, like a half inch or inch heel mm-hmm. to them. I'm like, yeah. I don't need a hunch over at all. This is a good day. <laughs> he also talked about, we got the merch. So we got this and I have, I was telling Alex before the show too, that I'm going to wear this as long as I can, but if I get too hot, I'll have to take it off. And I have a different Ryan Long shirt underneath um, and I'm already getting toasty so we'll see but he was talking about how this is the first night that they actually had the merch again because it was stolen in DC and and I asked him that when we were, were taking the photo too and he's like yeah it happened twice this merch got stolen twice oh god that is like did they want it like what it, I don't know why would you, you steal merch like that like all of it yeah, everything. So I guess it's you know just people like who I'm gonna you know sell this again, I, I or sell it to other people and trying to like push like, hey, have you guys heard? This is this big. This is how my boyfriend was explaining that it'd be sold like you know on the street and stuff like yeah, like you know the boys cast fellas fellas is the hot new show. Everyone's wearing them. So you'd be like, okay, yeah, like I want this shirt. I want this hoodie. Um, <laughs> But uh, oh, uh, speaking of Carter, I felt like since this video clip is still here, let's just listen. We'll have a little bit of oh, Beyonce yeah, uh, <laughs> recited, <laughs> the lyrics recited by our favorite rapper, uh, yes. MC Laren. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch, make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, fine, f- fine, f- fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it like before because I was like, oh yeah, let me replay. I was showing my boyfriend the clip too, though. It's, and that made me laugh then, like, you know, 20 minutes ago. I'm still laughing at every time. It's bad, bad bitch. <laughs> just coming from him every single time. I don't know. It doesn't get old. And it, in the fact that he just like loses it, right? And then the yeah. clip cuts off uh-huh. <laughs> in the middle of him losing it. I love it. <laughs> Um, also, I was playing around with end credits, <laughs> so I have Again? some new ones up though. Yeah, so I've got some <laughs> extra stuff there. We'll see. Um, but also, welcome Johnny Boy Quick Draw, JB. Um, 
Park Nelson. Gabba Gabba, I'm just reading here. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, JB says he's got time to watch whatever. <laughs> Barely live porn. Oh, gosh, JB. <laughs> That's disturbing. <laughs> uh, I'm not responsible for what I said in chat while you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> And he says that Carter's the worst rapper ever, and I buy, uh, I'll buy an album of it just to piss people off. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Boy says he's a great orator. I think so too. He can really, really recite those well. Um, yeah. So just generally, Ryan Long was great. He, you know, he, his his tour is still continuing. Um, I forget what the name of the tour was, is called now. Whatever the current one is, though, it was funny. And he has that white immigrant on on his YouTube channel too like the full like 45 minutes of it so so that was good I, I was worried my boyfriend's like you might not want to watch it he might just like recycle the material but he did not I was like this is a totally different show he shouldn't be recycling it he was only recycling some of the other clips that he showed that wasn't from <laughs> yeah. one, that's okay um but uh gilf brian yoder says gilf is a thing is that grandmother grandma, grandma, like yeah, grandma okay yeah oh. Okay. Yeah. You know, I believe that if they're not like super old, they're like the young kind of grandma who had children. I would say when that she was like young. Jess Elaine was for quite a while a gilf. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, which one is, what does she look like? I don't remember what people look like. She was is on it? the American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yes. Okay. I'm bad with names. Yes. She's yeah. definitely a gilf. Yeah. I think she's not one anymore. <laughs> Probably not. She's, I think she tipped over. It's oh, not okay. sexy anymore. <laughs> to G G I L F. Formerly guilt. <laughs> Just saying, great grandma. I'd like to. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So let's get into which one are we starting with? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, I man, okay, I saw it a couple weeks ago now, so I need to remember everything about it what what were your general thoughts on this film it, it was kind of funny because there was this point where i was watching it in one of the earlier chapters and i went why is it so fucking dark i can't see anything <laughs> like why do they do this all the time in hollywood they just don't want you to see anything yeah and, the, and then the final act of the movie the climax of the movie fucking desert daylight and i'm like um. <laughs> yes. Why couldn't Thank they be doing the rest of this during daytime? <laughs> I know. If they had done all of it in daytime, I would have been so funny. But <laughs> there were so many episodes that, so many scenes earlier, like when they were like building the tension, when it was absolutely like dark and I could not tell mm. what was going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I saw it in theaters and I know that your theaters in Arizona or Phoenix right now do not have AC so you have been not watching so I think in the theater it was brighter so my version I don't remember it being so dark that I couldn't unlike uh uh what's the terminal list where I was just oh, like yeah. half of that first episode I'm like I have no idea what was going on it so so I I but I don't remember thinking that for nope in theaters so uh yeah, I must have just, I don't know, maybe the, the way that this it was done with the theater or the copies and stuff. Mm -hmm. True. So that's, well, I mean, it kind of it kind of depends on what, like, equipment the theater is rocking. Yeah. Things. Like, that that does matter. Like, it's an old school projector. Because I remember the one guy cleaning up when I saw his shadow as he, like, walked by at the top <laughs> of it, though, too. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, we're good. <laughs> that's funny. 
But like, I I was pleased by the, I mean, like, even if like in the theater, if that final act had been like in, in your situation in still dark, but not like, completely dark i still think that would have been a cop out like so mm-hmm. i felt like that you made the right decision there mm-hmm. to do that fine because first of all they're trying to catch a picture of it or catch it on right film. and so you would want to do that desert. during the day yeah <laughs> yeah and then although i will admit this it is very clear because it almost always is clear that when they film the desert they put a light filter over the um you know the cameras and the and mate or maybe in post be, i think on the cameras though because if you go outside in the desert like during like the summer and heat it is basically impossible to see anything like even outside of the city like if you're in like a dirt area that light bounces off of everything mm. and is blinding mm-hmm. like it is too bright and it's really hard to get photos and film in that kind of situation because it's like it's too much light you're get you're you have a possible whiteout problem essentially yeah so, i mean you can adjust like aperture and and you know, yeah balance, the, the white balance stuff and i forget what is it called because we used to have the the lens filters my gosh this is embarrassing because i have a film degree but like there's <laughs> there are filter like polarized filter or something whatever it is that like oh, it darkens yeah, yeah. it up so that way like you would just put it like you put it on the lens and and it does like when it's too bright out it just darkens it a bit though so i'm sure they had to do like something to like hey we can actually because i would we would have to do that when that was in pittsburgh like sometimes it's like it is just sunny out so it's too bright yeah. you, you need to have it and i can imagine when it's sun just everywhere in the desert and light reflecting from the gr- <laughs> the hard ground it literally, the it literally does reflect off of the ground it's yeah. kind of insane um it's worse if you're anywhere near like a body of water though because that, that makes it even mm-hmm. like sharper but um i did appreciate that he did that and but the theme of the movie is very clearly about problems with how hollywood tries to sensationalize things to the extent that they don't even care about life um and they they're very they have a lot of hubris about life and the danger to life over trying to get their sensation like he's literally said that that's pretty much what the movie is about but my problem with that as a as a as a theme is that it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna make a movie about hollywood sensationalism and then release it in theaters worldwide with <laughs> hollywood studio backing and, <laughs> and have lots of sensationalization in the movie and like, i mean the only, to make a point. <laughs> yeah i know the only thing that like really like counterbalances that a little bit is that we don't actually see like what happened with gordy on the TV show, like he yeah. talks about it, but he doesn't show it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So first, I'll say that Jillian Colucci says I didn't like how it looked like one thing the entire movie, and then they didn't show the transition into into the being it was for the finale. And uh, we're gonna just do like full spoilers on everything here, here too. Are. So, um, <laughs> but I'll, to back up because I do want to get like Gordy was a big thing that I want to talk about. But um, so just generally, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was it was a a well done and interesting. I'll say that it was slow. It was a little too slow paced for me though. So it, um, and I think it was 
is intentional, like the way, like the pace, because I think Jordan Peele does everything like pretty intentionally. He has a lot of nuance in his writing and, and, and directing style, but it was just kind of like, even if that is the intention, <laughs> uh, it's just not exactly for me because it was a lot more like exposition. I, I think it would have helped me if they like threw in some more of just kind of the, the, the drama of the film earlier on, cause it didn't get into mm -hmm. it until more later, but I'll say too, like even the one scene with the, the fake aliens where the kids were like in, in the, whatever that barn was. Um, mm -hmm. And the, I'm like, that was legitimately creepy. Like I didn't realize what it was going to be. And so just seeing them there, like the way that scene was done, like, yeah, I'm spooked by this. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, so, I was immediately though like, why don't you have a gun? I'm like, <laughs> like right? right, yeah, yeah, like, because everyone would. I, I mean, I don't know what animals you have out there, but to like protect, but like you would have something to help protect you from whatever. And we have that here, but I guess I don't know what like coyotes for one thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. And I mean, coyotes can seriously injure a horse and possibly lead to its death so i in most places in the southwest consider them varmints that you can mm -hmm. kill because oh, yeah, they're too. so i'm like I, I could foresee him at least having some kind of rifle like honestly right like you know not even like a, a really powerful one like a, just a 22 like mm -hmm. because it, you wouldn't take much to protect horses from coyotes but like i i I'm like, why didn't he have a gun? And it's like, the only reason he doesn't have a gun is because this is Hollywood. And like, I know it takes place in California, but he's still a rancher. Right. And yeah. <laughs> you're, like, so, yeah. You're outside of LA. I know you're close enough to LA to be selling there, but like, yeah, you've got a lot of acreage and like, who knows what? Yeah. It's, it's silly to not, I, I can't imagine that any farmers out in California, like, the ones who don't have guns, even like, with vineyards and things like they they gotta have something yeah i mean i i just don't believe that it wouldn't that he wouldn't have one like i just especially if like things were getting weird and stuff uh and it was speaking of which things were getting weird is that like you hear a radio saying something about hikers going missing uh and i was all like why would the thing take hikers first when this is ranch land and there's a lot of animals around like what wouldn't people be noticing that their animals were going missing like first like that seems like the first thing you notice like but no one ever talked about that happening until like it was happening to it's them because they have all the coyote no one has guns out there so they're just used to the animals getting killed by coyotes so like the animals you'd find the body them. though probably <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's big. I like, uh, JB also says we have large apes here that go through the trash. Homo sapiens, I believe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. What was the? Uh, yeah, I agree with you that it, like that seemed kind of silly for, for it. But I also oh, just to to get it out of the way the things where I was just like oh I don't know because again like all movies everyone is, is very like wary of like how woke is this going to be like how preachy or something and I, I'll say that the the only part that I thought could be considered you know inching toward the woke is when Kiki Palmer was like explaining the the history of 
um, like move the motion pictures and how I was a black man riding on a horse, which I didn't even know. Like I didn't remember that that was, that it was a black guy who, who rode on it. So that was, it was informative for me. Um, and so the way she, so she was just kind of, but I thought it was like, this is a very historical context. Like, and it was related because they're horse f- trainers and stuff. They have a horse farm. And they there. say they're related uh, to him. Yeah. Yeah. Way, yeah that the reality is though, that no one knows who that jockey was. That Yeah. So they're like, that <laughs> may, I don't know if they're like, oh, you're just making that up as the character or that maybe you just, yeah, I can suspend my disbelief and say they're like, oh, they just knew that somehow, blah, blah, like whatever. So I'd say that Wait, that was it. One of okay. two things could happen there in story. Like one, they're lying or two, someone lied a long time ago and they, <laughs> yeah, and they just know. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, or like, the third option that it really is that and that and it was just an oral history that the guy like mentioned so yeah. then it's just been passed down to it you know i can but like regardless of it i like sure whatever like that's it's fine and and i just and that was like pretty much the only thing that they i was worried though because like kiki's character i was just like where are you gonna be like what, what line are you riding here um and oh i'll get into her too i actually i'm I like her perform I, performances. I keep seeing her and stuff recently because she was in Nope. She's I rewatched the show Scream Queens and she, she was in that. She voiced the one of the main characters in Lightyear. Um, and then she and I remember her. It, was, it wasn't too long ago when I watched um, rewatched the TV series Scream. So she was in Scream Queens and Scream. So she's just been <laughs> in everything. And I like that she she can she does kind of switch it up a little bit there because like in and nope she was a lot more i don't know like she was kind of like tomboyish and and uh and her like the clothes that she wore like her hair and stuff just she wasn't as like girly um as she and scream queens she was a lot more like kind of uh i guess professional when she was like oh i'm gonna be a doctor and stuff too and um so she didn't have that same like i don't know like her character was just a lot more like loose in nope and then so she is it Actually, I was just kind of surprised to see like, oh, you can kind of switch up your character and, and subtlety, uh, subtly too. That I'm like, you're you're like a little bit like like her whole thing was like kind of annoying and nope. That like this is just her energy. Like she's just kind of like always like a kind of hyper and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it seemed pretty natural, like oh yeah, like I, you know if I were around you in real life, like you'd just be a little bit too much for me. I'm like, but <laughs> she's either able to put on that that personality to as an actress or like she's able to if that is her normally she's able to tone it down when she's like playing other things that are like more reserved um so i i guess just watching her so much like i think i like you and in the scream she was way more like activist and like obnoxious as like this feminist thing too though so it was just like nope but a little bit more like inner city kind of uh girl and in an activist way and i was just like you are but at the same time like you're annoying and and obnoxious like <laughs> but I think I still kind of like you like so she was still able to like make it endearing so I think <laughs> I like Vicky Palmer as an actress ultimately one one problem I had with her part in the movie it wasn't her necessarily it was a writing thing they she, we don't see her for quite a while in screen mm-hmm. time at the beginning of the movie and then the climax follows her yeah. to uh, Jupiter's whatever that place was called yeah. the uh, Jupe's like carnival Ranch. and yeah. that bothered me because I was like I expect that the character I'm going to follow in the climax is the character that, that you're, you're going to spend the most amount of time on in the beginning of the movie and that was you know um, OJ that was not her so mm-hmm. that but that's like a that's not like on either of them obviously that's that's on Peel like and right. 
you can do that. Like obviously psycho does it, but one of the ways in which psycho does it is that like you follow someone in the first act and you know, she dies and it was shocking at the time. He, he, mm-hmm. he deliberately made that choice. And I don't know that Peel is deliberately making that choice to fall, to wait so long to introduce her and then have her do the climax. Like it I, seems really weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, so she was supposed to seem like kind of flaky because like, oh, she's doing this other thing. So that's why she's not there. She's not showing up. And um, so I guess like character wise, like that's, I think why that, but, but yeah, I think it, maybe we should have seen her not be there, like seen her elsewhere on, on screen. Maybe, to show it. I, I think maybe she should have been there when the dad is going to the hospital. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because that is our meet. first scene with, people is that like instead of the sounds going on around Gordy I feel like that's what it comes in on is that but I feel like when oh he's father and son Keith David and him are and OJ are talking and whatever and that's fine but like and then they're rushing in the hospital like where is she when her father is dying and that's our most pivotal scene to show OJ essentially and I'm and our most pivotal scene to see her is her showing up late to a filming. And I'm sort of like, she's not that at, at this point, she's not that interesting. She's, she's not yeah. as interesting as OJ. And that's kind of a problem for making her the center of the climax. And like I said, this is all from a writing perspective. And like, it just yeah. it kind of bothers me. I mean, maybe they, if they, if it were more about the, the, the uh, them, and the climax together because it was just like oh you, you got to see that like he he potentially got taken by the alien or whatever the monster is um and so then it was up to her but like i think it would have been better because they were separated like oh you're doing this thing i'm waiting up here and then we're, we're each doing what our own thing but if they were hey we're we're trying to we're both on the horse we're on horses together we're doing so that it was just like this is our relationship as siblings trying yeah. to overcome something and then oj gets taken and it's up to her like i think that would have been more okay if we got to see them like trying to do something together first and then she like finishes it up but but because they start off as like we're so far apart like we're distant emotionally and them trying to like rebond to toward the end and him getting taken away like maybe that might have helped it probably would have because there's also you're right there's a lot about their sibling relationship not really working and yeah. then we don't really get much of a payoff on that actually uh it's more just there like oh it's multiple things uh, i use the word that we did uh, no payoff or the term <laughs> phrase no payoff, yeah but, i was but, like okay, like there's that moment where they like high five a bunch you know because the guy shows up with a film camera and whatever and like oh, and that's shit. like they're that's their most like together moment. Like even during all the climax, they're so they're physically far apart. He's telling her to leave so that she survives. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just, it was like a little frustrating that I, I was like, I don't feel like I got like, she's happy to see him in the end, you know? And right. I, I, yeah. But and I like, keep thinking too, I'm like, is this a delusion? Is she like, just cause it's a desert mirage. Like, is he really there? Like, <laughs> and I knew, I knew too, it, his, his survival or my, my like of the film was dependent on his survival because I was like, if he ended up dying, then that was just going to be, I hated this movie. So it was very, very close. See, and that's the thing is that I think a part of the reason why you felt that way is because OJ was, he was was, the the protagonist. Yeah. He was the protagonist of this freaking movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
painful. Also, just to note, I had to figure out how I was going to phrase what I was saying earlier when we're talking about the climax because I was going to say something about how they were climaxing together about that. And I was just like, no, don't, don't say it like that. So, but just so you know, that was going through my head at the time. Especially like because they're brother and sister. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's yeah. I just had to be more wordy with the how like, oh, if they just came together as siblings during the climactic part of the film. <laughs> uh, yeah, not uh, that explains the way you went slower and articulate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glad you caught on to that, but that was exactly why that happened. Also, Jillian okay. says that she was late to the show, late to the death, late to saving it all. So yeah, you know, that's a good point too. Um, also, I think we have this, someone in chat, da, uh, Dan did not, who I think is a troll, but I'm kind of confused by what he's saying in there. So just noting that I acknowledge his trolliness, I think, <laughs> but I'm confused. I can't even tell what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I... Let me think. Okay. So we had the finale, the sibling, the uh, Gordy. So I want to address... Gordy, I think he that was the biggest problem that I had was that I thought it was really interesting. I really I thought the flashback scene, and for those who haven't seen the film or, or don't remember, Gordy was the chimpanzee of the and it was a 90s sitcom, Gordy's Home, I think was the name. And mm -hmm. uh Steven Yun's character, who was Jupiter, Jupe, who had the ranch, who was the neighbor ran uh, rancher, who had a whole like you know, whatever it's called, like the carnival thing. Yeah. Um, so when he was a child actor on the show. Gordy the chimp had a freak out and attacked his his castmates and and so like they they had them, so he was traumatized during it but i i i thought i felt like there wasn't enough payoff for the flashback scenes that we kept cutting back to for that whole thing because i thought initially when we saw him like oh is this going to be about animals like something's going on like because i didn't know what the alien things were going to be so i felt like oh something's going on or like animals are being controlled and, and attacking or so I thought the horses were going to end up being like the villains in it and when when it <laughs> they started off with, and so it just went in a totally different well, really, than that so it's kind of and this is a theme even with Jean Jacket the the monster uh the idea is that you can't control nature and Hollywood would like to control nature in order to make it sensationalist bullshit so that includes the horses that are being trained for Hollywood and the rodeo. Uh, that includes Gordy, the chimpanzee. And that includes Jean Jacket. Uh, because I don't know if you noticed that, but it, there's this point where Jupe is all like, oh, I saw an alien. And like, that's what his show is about. Like, it's not really, it's like fake. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of ironic in this idea that he's saying that, oh, I saw an alien and this spectacle is about you seeing an alien. So spectacle is a word that's like really intense in this movie. So like all of this is about trying to control nature for the dumbest reason, spectacle. Right, right. <laughs> and, I, and I thought that's what they were kind of going with and that's why it was related because it was just like, oh, you, you, you're not going to like, you, you can tame animals, but that doesn't mean that they're like domesticated. That yes. like that they can they're still wild and that and something still might happen. However, the reason why I was kind of iffy on that was that that Jupe was saying he thought it was a UFO. Like he thought it was like he didn't describe it as like this monster. He was kind of the way at least he he was explaining it as the character 
seem to think it was the like a, a spaceship rather than an animal. So that's where I was just like, well, if he talked more about it being a monster or some something to like try and, and tame, I think, it w- would have related more for me. I think the point is, is that Jupe is closer to Hollywood than anyone else. So he, like, for one thing, he see, he's still trying to control the situation. and so Whatever it might be. And so whatever it's going to be. Take like, advantage of then, it. Also, to be fair, most of us, if we saw a flying saucer, our first thought is not going to be alien, like, body that's floating around. It's going to be alien spaceship that has aliens inside it. Right. That's our first thought. So most of us are going to think that. Like, if we don't get a really good, you know, eye on it. So, uh, to me, that's not, like, like all, all that out of the realm of possibility. It's not until, like, they're clear it's eating people that they're like, oh, no, this is a fucking animal. <laughs> I guess, I guess even if he, yeah, I guess the control thing, if he, even if he thought there were aliens inside it, that he's like, I want to be able to, like, hey, I... I'm trying to tame you, however that might be. Also, to Jillian in chat, when she says it's rodeo, does that mean like even when you're at like because it had like the little park thing where it was just like all the different stands and stuff and like the the stores and all that? Is that still considered a rodeo? Like a whole thing? That I don't think most rodeos have that. None of the ones I've ever been to have it. So it's like a rodeo slash carnival, like but it's a stable carnival, so it's like a little bit of a mini park. Like it's really weird. Um, I felt yeah. really sorry for him, by the way, mm-hmm. and his oh, family and his all whole the situation the was so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I get so, so. I guess that's the thing too, that it, it seemed kind of weird to do to have that backstory because Jupe wasn't a main character; he was a supporting character. So just having this this history for him, while interesting, it seemed kind of weird. To, like I understand what it might be trying to convey as far as like the theme of it, but but it was just kind of also, I don't know, like something about just having like, here's this supporting character and we're getting flashbacks about your life, though it seemed kind of out of place a bit. So it's, I don't yeah. know. So just like I, my boyfriend and I were talking, I, we were kind of saying that maybe, because he was like, should it have been, it was already a long film, but should it have been longer to give more time to develop? And I said, maybe it could have been like a TV series, like a mini series or something. So then that way you have like a full epic, like it makes more sense to have like, here's Jupe's episode. We get his backstory on like why he's the way he is. And you just get to kind of develop. I think I would have been really interested in it as like a, a you know, a six episode mini series to kind of just see it all. I probably would have too. Uh, and not a lot of people notice this, but the the movie's broken up into chapters named after animals. And in mm-hmm. every chapter, the named animal dies. Except for Lucky. Right, yeah. Uh, because uh, he's the, lucky. <laughs> the I was kind of... It was kind of jarring to me because I, at least if it happened, I didn't notice it when the chapters came in because there wasn't a chapter at the very beginning, was there? No, there was And wasn't. I think there should have been because once it started with Ghost and it just had that big black screen with the giant letters of Ghost on it, I was like, what's happening? Like, why is this here? And it took me until the second time to see like, oh, that's, we're doing chapter names now. But it should yeah. have started with it of whatever it might be, like OJ or, or have you, uh, oh, I guess he survived. So like whatever you want to name it. Um, I guess it's Jean, Jean Jacket or something, but yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Last chapter. 
Oh, it is. Okay. So then the dad's name, dad's name, because he dies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. actually, yeah, that, that'd be perfect for it. Um, yeah. So I think they should have started with that because like once it, when it came in, it was just kind of like, why, what's happening? I was confused for a while too. And, and then forgot about it. And then once the next chapter came, I'm like, oh, okay. I see what you're doing. It just, <laughs> just, I'm like, yeah, it should have started with it. Um, so uh, I was going to say that I so the thing is about the Gordy thing is that that's based on a real life thing that happened. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I'm not surprised a chimp by that. Did lose like its shit on the on a on a set and beat someone, but they reacted a hell of a lot faster in reality than in this movie. In this movie, it seemed to take at least 15 minutes for anyone to do anything about Where this. Where was everyone? Like, was like, there like a live studio audience and then anyone? The like, audience, like, by the time we're seeing it, the audience and the crew have already run out of the studio. I just feel like if you had like 10 guys jump on this chimp that you'd be able to, to hold it down. And yet, I don't know. That's why I thought it was like something, especially with the shoe standing up, where I'm like, oh, is this a supernatural thing? Like the chimp has like extra powers. Or I'm like, but oh, it was just a chimp that went crazy. I'm like, why couldn't a group of, of you know, like you're going to have muscular men doing tech work and stuff too, that like they're <laughs> going to be, I think together you might be able to hold, you can pin down a you know, child-sized creature. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, they're super fucking strong. And we do have a lot of rules around how old chips can be to be in a um, be in Hollywood stuff. Okay, but we also have a lot of more safety procedures around it now. Like, for example, there'd be someone on set to contain the chimpanzee if something right. Yeah, yeah, that's why <laughs> I'm like I'm not surprised that they're strong. You know, like they've got a lot more. They are down more on all fours than humans are. But I just, I don't know. Like I just think that like, oh, when you have a pile on of like 20 guys that you can just sit on it and like take it I'm down. I'm pretty like, sure 20 guys could take down a chimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a I don't know. So yeah. just, like, and like when you're doing a TV show, like there are a bunch of people here. So I don't know. It's just plus like, all the wranglers. Yeah. Maybe the idea is that they're all a bunch of cowards. Maybe that's I really like question like how like you didn't have anyone on set that's job is to wrangle there the was chimp. no chimp wrangler the chimp just comes in and gordy comes in on his own and he's yeah and you're like, oh hey gordy can i get you a drink before we start filming like what the fuck <laughs> and then at the same time like there's when we do cut back and that one guy like comes out and he starts screaming at gordy to like no and then gordy beats him and i was like what kind of fucking idiot yells at an animal that just attacked someone yeah. like do you want it to be more aggressive like because right. that's how you make it more aggressive i was like yeah threaten it that that'll work <laughs> like, i'm trying to think how like, i deal so stupid <laughs> i don't deal with chimps but i deal with big birds so and then when they're mad <laughs> Yeah, like usually, and sometimes too, like I'll get down, like when Lemon grabs a goose, like and he's mad. So like I'll, I've started like, oh, I just like kneel down to get more eye level with him and see like, and sometimes that helps too. Other times I do, I, like I said, like if you get 20 guys like to sit on him, I have to sit on, on Lemon grab, like not like all the way, but like you, you, you know, yeah, hold him right. down a little bit and like you squat on him to like keep him from getting up though. So like not too much pressure, but enough that he when, can't flip out. When I, 
have the opportunity when Missy is running around the room and everything, like I'd get her to jump up on the bed and then I lay my head on top of her and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she like chills out for a bit. And I'm like, I don't know why this makes you calm. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's the, you know, like cats like to pile up on top of each other and everything. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. Just having, but she really likes that. And like, she, she'll start like rubbing on my head or whatever. But yeah, but yes, someone said chimps are stupid oh, strong. Yeah, they they are. Will rip your face off, literally. Char- Charla Nash, she had a face transplant because of chimp attack. Scary. Yeah, I don't doubt that they're strong, but I just again, like I think that if you get a bunch of guys to sit on them, you'll be able to take them down. Like it's just a pile on. Uh, like the, but, but maybe not. Maybe maybe that chimp would just like break free. <laughs> Neo, yeah. <laughs> ah! we can just go flying. I don't know. I guess it's possible, but like the, the Gordy, he didn't look like like the strongest chimp out there. But that's why they always use young chimps because yeah. they're not as strong. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like they like older chimp. I think it's like an eight year time period that they're allowed to use chimps. And yeah, right. I think after that they're like too strong. It's too yeah. strong. It's too dangerous. Go through uh, that one was young. Like, yeah. I know it's a CGI chimp, but it was young. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it didn't. And I, I, I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. It was. It was. I like the afterward. I like the perspective. So you see it underneath, like you see like little veil from whatever, and and you're just you don't know what you're seeing it through until like it because it flashes back a few times, and eventually you realize, mm-hmm. oh, we're watching through Stephen Yun's character. Um, and, and so he's just this kid, like terrified, but I like when Gordy like goes up after he's like beaten up everyone else and he comes up to him and they have their whole, like the part of the TV shows that they do, like the fist like bump. The fist bump yeah. And so then at the end, like he comes up and his fist is all bloody and he just holds it up <laughs> and, and then Jupe is just, the little boy is like, yeah, okay. And about to that do is, it. You know what? And honestly, in that situation, that was probably the smartest thing he could have done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is to just like, okay, like try to calm him down. He seems calm here and like because you if you actually no the chimp actually asked him a question that using sign language oh Oh, what did he ask i don't remember he said something i think he said something like why isn't mother getting up oh okay did he was that did you have to just understand sign language or was it Basically, or look up a translation. Okay, okay. okay. I just, <laughs> but, I don't even remember the, again, I, I need to have watched it today to remember all the details. <laughs> but, um, so, but yeah, like I, I that's how I kind of think too, because similarly with like the geese, it's, they, I think like animals sometimes when they get into like this, this rage and it's kind of an instinctual thing, because again, they're, they're not, they don't have brains like humans. And so I think sometimes like lemon grab will just be like, oh, I'm okay now. Like, why, why are you so bruised and upset? And like, because he doesn't <laughs> remember. Like, still now? Yeah. Where like, what's you? your Where problem? You? <laughs> <laughs> and he just doesn't remember that. Like, man, you were just freaking out. I got wing slapped in the face. Uh, like whatever <laughs> happened. So that, but then that's why too, because it's just like I don't get too upset. You know, like or I might be like mad in the moment, like that hurt, like you're you're an asshole. But then (laughs) I'm just like, you know, you're a bird brain, so it's just kind of like that's you. And because I think my boyfriend would get more offended by it too. Like it's not intentional. He doesn't. 
she's uh, <laughs> it's just like uh, especially because Tui like is the girl goose and I've heard from other people but then they see that, like the female geese will egg on the other so they yell and then and that just like enrages the male geese the ganders and so to attack and they're like they don't even know why they're doing it and they're just like hearing they're like yeah yeah get them get them and so they just do <laughs> When uh, when Missy or uh, is like Missy bites me more than any more than Lily does like and I and I'm like, <laughs> like I don't do anything <laughs> and I'm like and I'm frustrated because I know I can't do anything because she's like so much weaker than me oh like, yeah yeah oh no my cat Corey like he he I'm glad he doesn't do this anymore but when he was younger like I'd, I'd sit on the floor like on my computer and stuff and and he'd run around and then he'd hop onto my head and just like bite oh, me on the head and uh <laughs> chew on it and then like our other times too he'd like hunt me like he'll hop out from like a room or something to just bite onto my my calf and, and Oh, he's so yeah bleed and stuff too like you're the worst <laughs> but, because he's just like he's just he's really playful but he's just a cat so he's aggressively playful yeah. and doesn't understand but Lily's like that when I go upstairs like she will chase me up the stairs and bite mm-hmm. my calves as yeah. I go up the stairs once she bit my calf so hard like I did not I was not expecting it I was downstairs and I was like walking around doing stuff for like getting coffee and breakfast and stuff and all that out of nowhere she leaps forward and just digs into my freaking calf and I was like ah I like literally screamed and I was like that hurt I'm like pointing at her and she's like wow you're overreacting Jeez, like, okay, calm down. We were just playing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just playing with you. I'm all kinds of like scratched up and cut and bruised and stuff too. So it's just like, yeah, they're all terrible. But I love animals. But like, I'm I get very beaten up by (laughs) them. My rooster, he's doing so much better from after like his fox attack. The tail feathers are growing, and he's just oh, has good. his little his little attitude again too. He's just like mm, I'm tough shit, so don't come near me. And uh, so he's I'm like, okay, learn his lesson. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, even though I nursed you back to health, I mean, like I hand fed you everything though. I thought we were friends for a while, and I was just like, I don't even know who you are. So <laughs> stay away from my ladies. But. I'm like, okay, oh let's look, you're back to like your crowing and stuff too. So I'm just like, I'm happy that he's back. But now I also have to just be like, I, I can't turn away from him because he likes to sneak attack. So that I just have to like stay facing him and back away. Very <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, G-Man. Um, Al L Vegero five five five. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right at all. But uh, he's yeah. He says that he will not take on a chimp unless he has something in his hand that goes bang. I just shot. Actually, I have a bruise from a different gun today. Whoa. When I was like sliding it back, I pinched me. But my boyfriend just oh, got wow. his. Uh, what is it? A thirty special something that um similar to a nine millimeter, but like faster, smaller rounds and but faster. Uh. So he so he can conceal carry soon, but we shot that out earlier and it was nice. Like it doesn't have as much of a kickback as my other handguns do, though. So I had to figure out my aiming because I was just I'm used to having to aim like a little lower because like it'll I can't hold it. Well, I'm not good with handguns, but this one I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. All right. <laughs> um, 
but uh, oh, L, I don't know. Are you better with Spanish names? Is it going to be Vel Vaquero? Is it Vicaro. no? It's just Vaquero. El Vaquero. Since my goats come up and grab my shirt tails when they all want to pet. Oh, yeah. That's what like my geese just constantly chew on my hair and every. And when I'm back out there, I'm like, I just showered. I don't want you getting grass all. Uh, I'll let them chew on it before I shower because like yeah, whatever. So it'll be like all tangled up and grass <laughs> all throughout it. But they love it. Uh, anytime I'm just leaning down for something, and then just all of a sudden, I look over like, oh, hey, guys. Didn't see you there. I love, but I love animals, no matter how much they hurt me. <laughs> how painful it is. Um, back to Nope. What else? Uh, other things that stuck out to you? I have to think about the, I guess the, oh. the, 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 the cinematographer kind of had some oh. things about him. But what were you going to say? I was trying to say that he showed us the people inside Jean Jacket after they got eaten. And Oh yeah, that's right. And since we followed Jupe so much, we thought, well, maybe are they gonna be able to save these people? And no, he just wanted mm -hmm. to show us no. that to freak us out. <laughs> just seeing the weird inside that like reminded me of of like going into like a fun house sort of thing at a at a car or, or well, whatever, like when you were a, a kid park. and you guys got to play with the the hot air oh. or the parachute thing and when they like, go in yeah I was yeah and you go like in <laughs> in the fun houses so you get like oh you get squeezed through because you have like the weird like punching bag sized things that you're like having to like walk through like oh what is this and you can't see it so that's what I was just kind of and they had like the oh. fleshy looking stuff and um so I'm like yeah I thought that that was I don't know. It was just it was it was kind of artsy, artsily done. But then you just oh, we're just watching them die. Okay, okay. There's nothing else. They're to all know. screaming uh -huh. and crying, and it's like this might be a bit much. And I'm like, and this movie is about sensationalism. Like, <laughs> like, come on. I don't know. That part like made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, and I guess maybe we got to see just to understand, uh, I, which I already did by that point, but it was just kind of see like, that's why we had all those things like raining out uh, from the sky was because, you know, Jean Jacket, the monster was, was pooping it all out or vomiting it out, whatever it was when uh, also did they in the movie when, when the dad, OJ senior, was that his name? Um, had, had gotten hit, David. <laughs> they keep referring to it as a quarter though that he got hit because it, we thought we thought when we were watching that it was a nickel that got hit but then my boyfriend was like i think they kept say, calling it a quarter though so that was bothering him but i don't even remember what they had called it so he was bothered by that i don't remember that. what they called it either i had to watch that part again to even see it like mm, okay yeah yeah <laughs> so i was like what happened like he got hit in the head like i could tell that's that, why like, the first time i thought <laughs> but it, it was tell I thought, like, whatever was falling, I thought it was something where it's just like, oh, like, you know, whatever alien thing took over. So that's why I kind of thought, like, the horse was going to turn on it or because the horse was going to walk. And I thought, like, oh, is it going to be evil now and it's going to turn and attack because here's just this weird thing that's taken over. But again, it went in a very different direction than I expected. The thing is, though, is that I was like, how, when I watched it the second time, I was like, how did he not lose his hat after being hit by that coin yeah because they like hit him right on the face like or in the eye or something too yeah it hit him in the eye but even if you were like looking up or whatever being like hit 
Like, yeah. he, like I would just figure he, his hat would fall off. I don't know. Like, I was <laughs> also confused, and I, I, I kept thinking about this and never remembering to actually look it up, but I was wondering how much damage realistically can that do because i thought you know when they once anything everything reaches terminal velocity and it's the same speed so i thought like mythbusters did a thing about like dropping a penny off of the eiffel tower or whatever that it will reach a certain point and it won't do like too serious of damage but i i don't but again i'm that's just what i'm vaguely remembering and i don't know yeah well and it i mean even if he like spit it all out with Force. force. I think by the time it reached there, the ground, like ground level where people are, it would have leveled out its velocity. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Because even when you shoot a gun up in the air, and once it falls down, there's a, it's only so like it's not going to have the same amount of damage as when you were just like shooting it directly at something. So that's why yeah. I was just I I and I don't know like if anyone in chat does know the sign like if whether that was realistic or not but I was just like my initial reaction was like that doesn't seem realistic to have done that much damage um but maybe- the other thought I had actually is that as I thought about the idea of like if he was looking up he would have lost his hat or whatever is that if he was looking up and it hit him I don't think he would have stayed on the horse either actually he either would have fallen off the side or like he probably would have fallen back and then to the side because the the idea is is like if your head's back and you and you're you're fa- you're gonna start falling you're gonna fall backwards you're not gonna fall forward I and mean, he's like slumped forward yeah yeah because i guess <laughs> if, if it did enough damage that it looked like to have like, to cause the brain damage or whatever in his in his head then yeah that seemed like there was a lot of force enough to like you know, yeah knock you a certain direction so uh, G Man says, "Yeah, it's realistic. The whole movie is realistic." <laughs> yeah. Well, Jillian has I mean, a good question about what what the fuck was with the blood raining the blood. down? Yeah, yeah. I still understand yeah. when the blood rushed out. Was it digestion? Was it a blocked bowel from the horse? I thought, yeah, I thought they were saying that it did not like the flags and then the the plastic horse or something. So I thought it was that it it did not like it so it like vomited it back up and it was i don't know if that was the humans's blood or its own blood i assumed it was just like uh the the blood of all of its victims i thought so too and also i thought it was pretty amazing that oj figured out that if he didn't look at it in the same way if he didn't look at other animals that it wouldn't attack like i don't know about it you, was a, but you it turned- was a big risk it was a huge risk because, by the way, you turn your back on a cat, that thing is on you. I was just saying about my rooster, too. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, I couldn't look away. I had it because when you're you facing You have to maintain him, eye contact mm-hmm. with some animals. Otherwise, yeah. they will come for you. So yeah. it's like that was a huge – that was basically 50-50. That uh-huh. was an insane risk that he just took. <laughs> There's, hopefully this thing reacts like horses do. And at first I was bothered, but, and, and it took me a minute to understand that he, like, uh, where he was, um, oh, you can't look at the horse in the eye. You can't do anything, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why? Like, this doesn't seem like a horse that should be being used during film. And I was like, oh, that's the point is that he's a bad trainer and that he, he wasn't <laughs> like these, these horses are still pretty wild and, and such, but, uh, which then you're seeing here's this monster, which I don't even know. We never established, is this an alien monster or is this just a creature that lives in the sky (laughs) somehow that, that stays around earth and are there more of these things? So we never even got to know that information. 
Yeah. Uh, what is this movie? Oh, what movie is this again? It asks Ella Vaccaro. It is called Nope by Jordan Peele um, of Key and Peele. I always have to think about which one's which and then and that their name. Anytime I see them, I just always think Key and Peele is the name first and have to remember that they are two separate individuals. Honestly, if I was going to rank Peele movies, uh, Get Out is still number one. Because it's just, it's very well done, very well written. It has a message about false allyship, which I thought was actually kind mm. of a reasonable attack. Uh, and then uh, after that is Us, which is kind of about someone, uh, the problem with trying to control large populations. Pretty good. I haven't but, seen Us. Yeah, it's it's not as good as Get Out. And then... Okay. Nope, it's below that. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're getting worse, and I'm Uh-oh. worried here. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm starting to think we have an M. Night Shyamalan situation on our oh, hands here. He's kind of a one-hit wonder, and, and spit, or at least like slowly. Slowly evolving. lowering mm. you know, the quality. That That's my perspective anyway. I know other people could disagree that they think maybe Nope is better, or maybe you know, Us is better, but that's that's just how I feel about it so far. All right, I'll have to watch Us and then compare because I don't know. I, I'd say, and it's been so long since I've watched Get Out, so I should rewatch it. But I remember enjoying it when I when I did, it, and I think <laughs> at least I'm just trying to remember like my emotional reaction to them. And I'd say that I, I enjoyed Get Out more than I did Nope emotionally. The message of Get Out was white women be crazy. Says <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Gosh, what? What spam is this in chat here? I don't know. It's not even in English. Ugh. If you were English spam, I might let you stay, but I'm <laughs> to block you. Uh, all right. You talk for a second. It's getting too stuffy in here. I'm going to have to take off this hoodie, so I'm going to mute. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't really like Nope that much. I thought it, I thought it was okay. Um, I mean, it's better than a lot of the schlock that comes out lately, but it was still not like even in its genre, not necessarily my pick. And uh, I don't know, like when it comes to like, I, I actually like the War of the Worlds movie with Tom Cruise better, just because it's actually more inner. It has more entertainment value. Not, in a, I mean, sometimes when you're when you're doing something where you're trying to present a theme and like an argument and like show people a problem, you take a bigger risk than you do when you're just making a blockbuster Mm. popcorn film, like war of the worlds. Like, honestly, it's a bigger risk to go with the artisty thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause you never know, but I guess once you have the name too, like Jordan, people are kind of, they have expectations now that like, Oh, I'm going to go see a peel film, peel film. Uh, I also in chat fresh news 247 says so happy more women are comfortable going back to the cinema I don't know what that means were <laughs> women uncomfortable going to the cinema for a while yeah I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> I've never been comfortable going yeah, to the cinema yeah, so like women specifically or I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really curious what you mean by that <laughs> 
Um, Jillian says, I'm just glad there's somewhat ordinal slash creative ideas and not the same recycled nonsense. Yeah, that's fair too. I thought that Nope was an interesting spin on UFOs of it instead of it being a spaceship that it like, there's just this giant monster in the sky. Um, so I, I did like the concept of the film. The imagery at the end was sort of like serifs, like the actual original. Like, uh, ideas of what angels look like mm. uh, and that was and angels are not necessarily like if you really like look at the uh, like angel uh history and shit like some of them are really scary uh in, in what yeah. they do and how they look <laughs> yeah because sometimes like if you look at them directly you could go blind or something <laughs> or, or uh, or that they're ter- because they're terrifying or hideous or something though too or elephant head I don't remember what all the different <laughs> things and that that isn't like Chris in the Christian one too or in or in all of them like no one becomes angels when you die like they just exist separately though mm-hmm. so it's it was really disappointing that when you learn that because as a kid when you see everything like oh you get to just become an angel and get, <laughs> get wings and stuff like oh Okay, no one's they're they're their own species. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, I grew fresh. up in an irreligious household, so I didn't learn about any of that crap until I was already a teenager. <laughs> I think I just remember like watching TV, like cartoons and stuff. Whenever they like, oh, you'd fake die, and then like the, the soul would fly oh, God, up yeah. and you're playing like on a harp, and you get a halo. So like that was just how I. Oh yeah, that's I'd see it in cartoons and everything. But fresh My news angels equals Cthulhu. <laughs> says because of covid no one is going to the cinema okay uh i because you said women specific i didn't know if there was just a gender thing going on here but just everyone generally i the only reason i didn't go was because of places saying that they needed to wear masks so if i had to wear a mask i wasn't going anywhere but um but i'm totally fine and alex has a good i mean among other reasons but a big one is that there's no ac in the phoenix ones so of course, I would not be going either. Or they don't turn it up high enough. Like everyone's complaining about how stuffy it is. See, I would just yeah, I die. I cannot handle <laughs> stuffiness. I think I t- I think I told you this off air before, but there was the music box theater in Chicago, and I got to see what was it called? Don't think twice with the other Key and Peel person, um, Keegan Michael Key. So he started <laughs> it, and Ira Glass was the producer, and he was there to talk after the film. And I thought, like, and so it was an, it was a good film, and I wanted to to stay and hear him speak, but it was so stuffy. There was just no air circulating, and I and it was July or something, and I was dying, and I just I was nearly passing out, and I was just trying to stick it out to like hear watch him yeah, speak. Yeah. In the summertime, if the choice is between being inside without AC and being outside without shadows, you know, without any kind of like overhead cover, I choose outside mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. I'm mm-hmm. going outside. Wow. Uh, yeah. Because at least there's air. Like, <laughs> yes, know. exactly. There's yeah. airflow. Like, there's a, there's a, the auction pavilion out here in Arizona and it, in like, it's like in, out in, towards like the casinos uh, areas mm-hmm. outside of like Phoenix metropolitan area. So, and they have concerts there and it's outside and I have no problem going to a concert there. Like I went, I went and I saw, um, actually I saw the Doobie brothers there yeah. and, <laughs> and Santana. Um, and then what I did go there once for a heart concert and 
before her was Joan Chet and the Heartbreakers, and before them was L. King. And L. King, she's never she'd never been to Arizona before, and she's so she comes on the mic and she goes, "Is it always this hot here?" <laughs> and then, like after she finished her set, she's got an amazing voice. After she finished her set, she goes, uh, "Have a good night. Drink water." <laughs> she's like, she leaves, and uh, but then a storm came in, and it was a oh. uh, it was a. Uh, Storms are here usually preceded by sandstorms in this in the summertime. Fun. And, okay. Yeah. So like that sucked. That was during the Joan Jet stuff. And then and she wasn't that good. And then after that, like Hart waited a really long time to come out because the sandstorm was still going on. And then the storm comes when they, they play come the out. song too during it. Then no, they okay. <laughs> when they when they finally come out, it starts raining. And those of us who are in the bleeders section, which doesn't have any cover, we just fucking leave. We all leave. Like, we're like, all right. And yeah. it wasn't even that good. Like, her voice was in heart was kind of gone. And it was just in 2019. So I was like, it's, this is not worth sitting around for. L. King was worth going out there for. No one else. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I don't do cons. I think if only been to a, a Reliant K concert that was indoors. That's like the only <laughs> one that I've actually I think gone. I've seen Kansas there several oh, times. Oh really? Oh nice. Sticks. <gasps> I was just naked lady album this morning. I I I only know the I only lo- know and love the one song one week and I know that <laughs> those lyrics. Um, yeah, that was their like comeback because Gordon was their breakout album. But I was I, I followed them since I was a little girl. But yeah, they they are so much fun in concert. Like it's it's insane. Like I don't usually like live albums, but I will listen to their live albums because they're so silly. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I saw them. They were, they were pretty awesome. But um, I yeah, was like to Ryan Long. He had a that was it called the John the John Stones or something. I, I already forget the name of his <laughs> band, but he had a band beforehand, and they were kind of ska like. So <laughs> that was interesting to listen to. What were you saying? Okay, see, Jill- Jillian says that she saw Bare Naked Ladies with Hootie a few years ago and they were uh, blast. Hmm. Yeah, they're so they're they're one of the best things to see in concert because they're just they're so much fun. Uh, uh, like if you ever get a chance, they're worth it. Even they they I think they lost Steve Page at some point, but mm. it's still a worthwhile band because he only he sang like half the songs. The other guys sing the other half. So I. Well, I'd like to go see. I'd like to go out <laughs> more. Or the, the only place would be like Pittsburgh or something that might have them. So I'd like. I should look into what concert. The ones that I was like looking into were like the pop punk ones that aren't playing anywhere near. Like the closest thing is like New York City. I'm like I'm not driving all the way over there <laughs> to that. But uh, and I was worried too with Pittsburgh. Even to the improv, I didn't know what their mask situation was going to be like in the city. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I tried calling the other day, like beforehand, no one answered. So I was just. Well, and when we got there, they did have signs that said like masks optional for those who are vaccinated. But my, my first thought was like, oh, if you're vaccinated, you get to choose if you want to wear a mask or not. That's just they're like, OK, you get to choose to wear it. But they actually didn't care either. Like I, we went in. I didn't know what they were going to say. No one meant it was just signs on the doors. And no, only one employee I saw was wearing a mask. No one, no guests were wearing any masks. I- no one said anything about it. Yeah, I hate it when someone says something to me about it. But when I uh, 
I hate going somewhere and seeing all the employees in masks. Like it pisses mm-hmm. me off. Like I'm like, you're I you're clearly telling them to wear these. And yeah. I'm yeah, annoyed by is, the fact yeah. that you are. <laughs> They're choosing to. Yeah. Um, to respond to chat a little bit, I saw earlier G Man had said, "Angels only deliver divine justice. Quit being a dick, and you don't got to worry about it." <laughs> I. That's way too difficult for me. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do that. So sorry. Um, I saw people were talking in chat about not wanting to go on. I think it was Elf Vaccaro. Yeah, didn't want to go to the movie theater to avoid giving giving money to people who hate me. And I know a lot of people feel that way about Hollywood films and all that too. So I get that. But then another part of me is thinking, uh, I've, this is a, an old school theater that's attached to a mall. Like malls still exist. So here's my local <laughs> area with like these kids who are employed. At least that giving money to them and yeah like the money is going to the films too so it depends on the movies but I just also you know some some are are still really enjoyable again I'm one of the few but I loved Thor and I'm willing to give my money to that movie Uh, when I went uh when it was my birthday weekend um a friend was offering to take me to a dine-in theater to see Maverick and I was all like I like dine-in movie theaters on on like theory in theory the concept of it i doubt i can eat anything on the menu oh yeah yeah (laughs) like i want to eat while i watch a movie i'm yeah i love to eat and i was like i feel like i could probably get a better experience like eating and doing this at home (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) eating food i can eat Uh, yeah, that's tough. Uh, for whatever I was talking to someone else too that just you know for or for like religious reasons that you can only eat certain things and it's that makes you know dining out a lot more difficult when you have food <laughs> sensitivities or allergies or whatever. Um, G-Man also says the theaters were still allowing BJ's in the back row. You just have to pull your mask back up when you're done. So that's <laughs> good to know. Thank you for that information, G-Man. Someone uh, sent me this image. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you to see it. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a it's a like angry faced puppet thing, and it says, "I think I will eat food that makes my tummy hurt on purpose." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. do think about that every once in a while. Like maybe I could. <laughs> And I do that. I mean, I don't have actual allergies or sensitivities really, but there are certain things, even, I don't know, even like you get like fruity alcoholic drinks. This is the sugar and alcohol. Like it's going to upset my tummy, but I'm going to most likely if I drink too many or something, then I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I had been getting sick from brown rice, like whole grain, uh, non gluten containing food was still was making me sick and i'm like i know it's not a fodmap issue well then i like researched it and everything and i found that oh you need to change your you know your gut bacteria because of your low fodmap diet and i'm like god damn it (laughs) but so i I did start a probiotic and i can eat rice again and so without getting sick and so i'm like well that's progress i don't care and a food is back on the menu, so right. that's great. <laughs> a very limited menu. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's tough. I'm glad that I'm glad they were able to find something. They're like, okay, like I can I can eat some food, some <laughs> plain brown rice once again. Uh, French yes. News also says that, it, that his wife took him to see where the crawdads sing. Best sleep I've had in years. <laughs> oh, okay. At first, when I started reading, I thought you were gonna say when I saw Best, I thought you were gonna say that it was a good movie, which I was gonna be surprised about because the little um, it didn't seem like a movie that would in- interest me. But apparently. I was probably right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, and Jillian uh, says about the dine-in theaters. Yeah, yeah, but they also give you drinks. That's true. I went to true. in Chicago. I went to one a few a few different times, but we don't have any nearby. Like I said, it's just the one theater. It has five five different theaters, and it, with a tiny little arcade, and it's just at the corner of the mall. <laughs> so. Well, what drives me a little crazy about the I went to the drive-in theater, the 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 dine-in theater a couple of years ago before I knew about my diet, and the tickets were like twenty-two bucks, and the chicken nuggets and the like chicken strips and fries were really expensive. Oh, they're everything. And so just expensive. Yeah. Okay, and then in the middle of the climax is when the waiter comes to get me to sign the, to give me, you know, give me your card and then sign this and give me a tip. And I'm like, this is the worst moment to Uh ask me to do this because guess what? It's the climax of this movie. I'm here. I'm like, the the food is secondary. I know you're probably worried I'm going to run out of here and not pay for my fucking food, which I wouldn't do. But still, that's pretty shitty. No, I mean, I, so I understand them doing it. We had to do that similarly when I served at Second City because then people would just leave, like they would maybe be drunk or just forget or just be Mm -hmm. jerks or something though. So like you have to, you wanted to be able to, by the time the show ends, you wanted to be cashed out with everyone. And we would have, uh, you know, like maybe 50 people that we were serving at a time and or, or more than that. But uh, so so it's hectic when you're trying to like and sometimes you're going in like toward the end, though. But but uh, that happened to us yesterday, too. It, it wasn't even that distracting. She just like said it there. But like I'm trying to like figure out like math in my head, though. And I was missing I'm like what was right. Like, I'm, I know I'm missing a couple of these jokes here. So I'm trying to like make sure that I'm like du- I'm doing the tip correctly and, and putting in enough, enough cash and it was just like bothered by not not at like them but it was just like the fact that I'm like I'm distracted and I wanted to do this and I can't even remember what movie oh I remember it was uh this the second um uh the spy movie that um totally spies no that's no, a tv show spy kids something golden circle Something, something, golden circle. Okay, I kind of remember. What is the name of those people? Kingsman. Uh, Oh, oh, that was the, okay. Kingsman, (laughs) golden circle. That's what it was. And uh, yeah, it was like, do it before, like to me, I'm sort of like, I have no problem with you coming in during the movie theater to tell me I need to pay, okay? But do it before the climax. Like, I mean, we, you you guys have to know when the climax is coming, right? <laughs> like, right. And there's always that part where someone's, give, like, for an action film where someone's given a rousing speech before they go off to do it. I'm like, they're in a plane on their way there or whatever. Do it then. I have no right. problem with you doing it then. Halfway through, here, you close out half, like, when it's a movie, you just got to do, or like an hour in, this is or or before that however long the movie is like halfway through literally like 
during the like oh or the it's like the fucking final fight like of the movies when she came in to ask me for the money mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is the worst time <laughs> and I and I think that kind of jaded me on the idea of ever going to a dining theater ever again uh, yeah that's fair I don't remember <laughs> being so I guess the one that I went to they must not have done it annoyingly because I don't remember being bothered by it. So it was mostly unmemorable. It was my one experience with a dining theater. Um, okay. It well, depends it, on timing. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm so more generous than, than, you know, uh, just as a, I was a server for three years. So it's just, it's oh, I still so, so crushing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what like it, <laughs> So it doesn't matter, like, as annoying. I think even at where, like, when I think the service was super terrible, I think the lowest I might have done has still been, like, 10% or something when it was just, like, awful. Um, <laughs> when they're not around or never, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, so generally I just, even if I could see, like, you're not a good server, you're hanging out and you're not doing stuff, like, I'm still more gentle because it's just, it's hard, like, once you're, like, I relate, or I'm either more, I can either be, like, more, forgiving or more critical because I my experience was different because we were in a theater and so we're having to do everything Mm -hmm, quietly in the dark I'm crouched down carrying like 20 souvenir sized glasses on a tray um and and trying not to get in the way of of the show but I so and then we're running around like you don't have time to like I can't chit chat tables it's just like even if they want to I'm like I have 50 other people to get to I don't have time to talk to you just give me your order and um I had a really bad experience recently at Texas Roadhouse, actually. It was one of my birthday dinners, I think, or something. No, no, no. Someone was taking me out just regularly, like a month ago. They wanted to, they were like, oh, you're free tonight. That's, you're never free. Let me take you out to dinner. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we go to Texas Roadhouse. We're there for an hour and the server speaks to us like three times, like to get our orders for drinks to, to, uh, like one other moment and then at the end to get our uh to get the check Mm -hmm. and i literally had to ask everyone else that passed by our table for things like rolls or you know (laughs) like drink refills that kind of stuff and then and like here's the thing it was busy it was but I kept seeing her stop at the table across the aisle from us to chat with them constantly. And at one point I did try to get her attention and she moved her head like she heard me and then kept walking. And I was like, you bitch, you know you heard me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that's that's why I get more, so sometimes I'll be forgiving. I'm like, yeah, serving sucks. And I know sometimes it's, it could be stressful and you're busy. And other times I'm like, you have like three tables and I had to do, you know, 10 times as many people as you and I could still handle it. And and we cared about sales too. So like we were sales mm-hmm. and server jobs. So you had to upsell, you had to do while also not like trying to be intrusive. So then I had to go like to each table and, and just, but you'd pass by and you're just giving like a thumbs up and people also didn't know how to like explain something. Cause like when you're doing thumbs up or they might like agree or something and you think, Oh, they want to refill. I literally had someone hold up a beer and like point to it and nod. So I <laughs> refilled her beer and she's like what like apparently she just meant i have this beer it is still here like, this is the beer that i have and i'm good i don't need another one that's really here no, the same i would kind. think that would mean a refill too and i'm not as i've never been yeah. a server that is my uh, that's what i would say like i'm like 
Like, hey, my, give me another one. <laughs> my boyfriend was a bartender in downtown Chicago too. So I'd be like busy, busy there. And he's talked, he's had many stories too. But one of them was, was like a guy was saying something about how he like made this gesture when he looked at the bartender and he, he did that, which means for most everyone that like another round, we're doing another round. Oh my but God. It, so he did it. And apparently it meant wheels up. We're ready to leave wheels up. Oh my God. <laughs> So, that's hilarious. I, so I understand as patrons that, that the servers can be upsetting and, and, and not very good, but a lot of the customers also are retarded and they're terrible <laughs> to have to deal with when you have like dozens of them a night. And it's like, just... I can see it going like either way. You uh -huh. know, like, there's bad service. Like, because here's the thing, I, I will say this, like if any demographic, 10% of them at least is going to be assholes. So like, you know, at least 10% of servers everywhere, there's those people are assholes. Probably a higher percentage, though, of pers of patrons that servers have to deal with are assholes. I will get, I will say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, see, and JB says never say serving sucks and you're underpaid where a cook can hear you. I don't know about under. I mean, I'm not sure how. I think the cooks at Second City. I think they were they were paid okay. Um, servers definitely made more than bartenders, though. But but the oh, at really? least. At second, yeah, just because the bartenders weren't working with the customer, a lot of times they'd be like mm. behind the bar. There's only like one or two that would be working out in front, and then the rest of them are only going through service. So you're only making a percentage of of well, no, what the sucky thing was that the bartenders would make a certain percentage of sales that the servers would make. So oh. if the servers weren't tipped well, they were still paying out the bartenders whatever the percentage mm. of sales. So if everyone sucked at tipping, the server got screwed. So that was ah. it was a risky thing too. But uh, so, but it so it varied. But like most of the time, they didn't make as much as servers would make because if you got tipped well, the bartenders are only making the the same percentage of the sales. Um, but they, yeah, as far as the cooks go, at least I'll say that when you don't have to, the dealing with customers is the worst thing. <laughs> like it was like, uh, and I would have to put on, oh, my voice is an octave higher. I'm being like really cheery of it for everything and all that. But I just, uh, I, I, by the end of it, it was not, it was not pleasing. And I was, I, I gave like a four month notice saying that like, I'm going, I gave like, here's the date. I was on my three year anniversary was my last day was they told them. Cause I like the managers were cool enough, but not the greatest, but it was just kind of like, Hey, just giving you this heads up that, you know, this is my final day. <laughs> but that's funny. My, my worst job ever is I was a janitor. Mm. So I do literally clean up, clean up piss and shit and vomit. And in the weirdest places, too. My last See, day on the job, I knew it was my last day on the job. I didn't just quit because this happened. Oh, like, it was literally, I had already given my notice and everything. And I was, there was vomit in the sink of the bathroom. Fun. All right. Well, at yeah. least they aimed well enough to, even if they make it in the toilet, they, oh, so, real quick, speaking of toilets, <laughs> at Pittsburgh Improv, but I went to the restroom. I was like, I chose the third stall out of four or five. And I, as I was sitting down, I was wondering, why is this toilet so low to the floor? It was just ridiculously low. And I thought, why would the toilets in this restroom be this way? And when I got out, I checked to see the other ones. They weren't, they were more normal sized. It was just the one that I happened to choose was very That's low. The 
those are usually for disabled people. <laughs> it was right in the middle, and it wasn't like yeah. a wide one or anything. It was just no. a regular size stall in the center, and it was just... <laughs> yeah, I was so confused. But, oh, that's uh, so funny. The but, thing I didn't like is that, like, I had to clean a couple of places that while they were open, and, like, they'd have, like, glass front doors, and not, like, just fully glass, glass panels, and I would have to clean those. And But people would be coming in and out of the store at the same time. Mm. And some of these assholes would literally put their hand right on the glass yeah, that I yeah, just yeah. cleaned. And I'm like, do you not see me here with the paper towels and the Windex? Like, I'm literally oh. right here. <laughs> oh, hey, JB so also says, having been a chef for 30 years, I can assure you that most servers are overpaid for the tips. I don't know. If you're a chef, that sounds like a fancier place, but I could say that servers in Pennsylvania are paid like $2 and something before tips. And then minimum wage here is six seven twenty five. I think. So we get paid because you're assumed to get enough tips to pay you at least minimum wage. I think wage that's amount. just absolute in bullshit. Ch- Chicago, I think, Second City, we were paid slightly higher. I forget what we ended up uh, at. Uh, seven something maybe because like minimum wage there was like eleven dollars and we were paid like slightly above what the i think the average or the regular server pay was like five dollars like they pay you way less um than minimum wage is because they assume like be, and i hate the way the system works though is that like the customers are expected to pay to make you at least reach minimum wage of it so maybe at fancier places you might get paid hourly that like going to be way better even before tips but uh, like regular restaurants and other things too like they definitely are like that's why like people are dependent on tips but at the same time you can make a ton of money serving or bartending because of the tips but it's just like really risky either way but um so i definitely wouldn't say that like mo i, I don't think i would say most servers are overpaid before tips by any means um, but okay so uh, i think we're done with nope um, yeah i think so be- before we which get into- i ended the poll and the poll most oh. people haven't seen nope <laughs> okay well, what did the poll say i wasn't i didn't I'm so so did you that. like nope haven't oh. seen it 87%. <laughs> yes, 6%. No, 6%. You didn't even put nope as the answer? Come on, Alex. No, it was right there. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, it's... um. It was a fine movie. I don't think you, it's worth waiting for, though, too, if you're like, I don't feel like going to the theater for it. Um, <laughs> but... So before we get into Prey, we'll talk about that for a bit. We have some miniature discussion topics, right? You wanted to read something. I wanted to just show this clip. So I can do that first if you want, because it's... Go ahead. uh, Let me see if this will let me do it. Here we go. That share tab audio. Put this on screen. So you might have seen this already. I got shared this... uh, it's only 11 seconds. Now our great speaker, our partner, who all of these bills we've met. Oh, God. <laughs> so it just says that Joe Biden shakes hands with Chuck Schumer and then immediately forgets he did it and tries again. And he does look like that, too. He scratches his chin and just looks like, hmm. Why are you skipping me? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That was, oh, that's <laughs> So I All don't right. know what he was actually thinking, but I thought that was pretty silly to watch our El Presidente. 
Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> All right. Well, what I'm going to read you is it's a roller coaster. Um, am I the asshole for bringing my one year old to a distillery? From the title, what do you think? Am I the asshole for bringing my one year old to the distillery? I mean, I'm curious to see what the story is, but yes, if you're going to be asking <laughs> that question, but like if you had okay. a problem there, I don't know. Like I, I can see things being fine, like having a, a, a baby there and maybe have a booster seat and you're just getting dinner or something that like, I can see that not being an issue. But if you have to ask this question by posting something, then yeah, you're going to be the <laughs> asshole here. Okay. From the title, you say you're the asshole. All right. So now we're into the post. Important info. We were in the tasting room with couches slash sitting areas and some tables. We were initially the only ones there. Then just as we finished, two other people walk in. We were sitting in one of the lounging sitting areas and little one was getting fussy in her stroller. So I took her out and she played right next to me and the stroller. The other people chose, that's in all caps, to sit at the lounging section across from us. Little one was laughing and playing quietly for the most part, but occasionally did start doing that excited yell slash scream thing kids do because she was happy. It didn't happen a lot, maybe two or three times over the course of 30 minutes. She was babbling and talking a lot, but it wasn't loud at all. Mm -hmm. The two gentlemen were clearly not impressed and after a bit moved to a table. Then a bit later, I heard one of them mumble something about squealing and asked a worker if they could go sit outside. We ended up leaving soon after. I have never, all caps, had this experience in a public before. And I'm wondering if, because it was a distillery, if there is some unwritten rule about not bringing kids and maybe I'm the asshole from that. Okay. Okay. Well, I, then I think I changed my mind. I, because I thought it might be something wor worse that like that the per that the parent was upset by something that happened with their and having their child there, but as the uh, by someone else being upset, I'm I mean I and I'm coming from someone who hates children and babies, and I, I get really annoyed by them being near like uh, and I would be annoyed by them making noise uh, sounds and stuff too. But like going out to a place that you get to like sit and eat is less terrible than like going to a theater or you know, like whatever type of like live performance. And I'm like never bring children to that. Like you know that like if you're under four years old or something, you're going to be obnoxious. They're going to cry and you're going to need to leave. And like just don't break them. But. <laughs> Uh, so I think I changed my mind. I think I'm more okay. forgiving. All for right. This. Now, edit to add. We have had a lot, it's uh, all caps, of breweries, most with beer gardens before, before, and have seen families with small kids at all of them, which is why we didn't think anything of it. Edit to add two. Family was vid visiting from out of town. We went on a hike in a local distillery. None of us had been to... Uh, was 15 minutes away, so we went to check it out. They do tours and self-guided tastings with six quarter ounce pours. We did the tasting and were alone in the tasting room for all but the last two tastes on the flight. Edit three and four. I'm not asking if the two gentlemen were assholes for being annoyed. They are allowed to be annoyed by my kid, which is why we wrapped up and left soon after they moved to a table. And for those who asked about the level of family friendliness, there was a family restroom with complimentary baby wipes and a separate diaper pail. Edit five. It was 2.30 p.m. on a Monday afternoon, not a date night. 
time of day or week. Edit six, I am pregnant and was not drinking. Okay, that's a lot of edits. Yeah. And she's not done. Oh, boy. Yes. The verdict. The internet has spoken. Clearly, my family ruined the sanctity of the tasting room. And in school, when my child wants to be taught about the historical, regional, and cultural significance of the 26 bourbon slash whiskey distilleries in our state, I will firmly tell her, teachers, she is not to even know about the existence of alcohol before the ripe age of 21. I will never again dare to bring my child any place where child-free adults may potentially gather in the middle of the day. In return, though, I politely request all child-free people never enter zoos, aquariums, amusement parks, carnivals, and definitely not Disney World, because some places are clearly just for kids, and just because you can go without kids doesn't mean you should. (laughs) And by the way, she's still not done. Another edit. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, to spell it out clearly, I accept that I messed up the tasting room vibe. So yeah, a tasting room is a no-go, okay? I'm an asshole for bringing them there. I don't accept that I'm a bad mom for or asshole for having my kid around booze or in public. Some of y'all complained about kids in restaurants and said kids shouldn't be allowed anywhere alcohol is served. The distillery was relatively historic and regional thing, uh, essentially a farm that serves booze. We will just stay outside the tasting room next time. (laughs) What I find so funny about this is just the edits. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's someone who did not realize what the internet is. Uh, (laughs) I'm so surprised by the answers for it that, uh, yeah, you're gonna. You're asking like if you're an asshole, but like most of the internet is, so you're just gonna get answers from them. And well, and especially for Reddit, like Reddit is a very anti-child kind of place. Are they, uh, I didn't really think about like how they are about children, but yeah, like yeah, there have been things where I remember posting. I forget what forum it was, but uh, I, I was like trying to answer something like I don't know, like you might have it could be a medical issue or something you could look into. It. But it got like downvoted, and where I was just like anecdotally, here's my like I, know, I have a cousin, Bob, whatever it was, and I was just like I don't understand why this was downvoted when I was like not trying to say like like hey, it could be this thing here, like here's a similar situation that that I that I know of, and but it was just I don't know, like to me it was just kind of like oh. It, uh, why are I don't know people are just so eager to be negative about things though too and yeah like, yeah I'm like yeah but that's the internet so at first it's just kind of like huh oh yeah that's right this is reddit okay yeah um, but it was <laughs> supposed I to be found- like a supportive uh page like the thread or something too and I thought like all oh, these people are like everything else is about like more of a supportive concept I'm like but, but then there's just a lot more negativity and stuff in the <laughs> posts that I'm like oh all right well What was funny is that after her verdict edit, where she did did that snotty, like, response to people telling her she was the asshole, is that, like, and most people were saying soft YTA. Most of them were saying that. They were like, uh, just probably not a good idea to do this because, like, even some of them were parents, honestly, saying Mm -hmm. that. I would want to go there to get away from kids as a parent. So like you bringing your kid there would be counterproductive to me getting, you know, adult time, Mm -hmm. Um, which is always like a a reasonable way of saying that. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you just don't want to be around kids. Like it's not a big deal, but like she, once she said the verdict and like was so snotty about it, so many of the new comments were like YTA for that, that, 
edit. And then like so many What does YTA mean? You're the asshole. You're the okay. And then like and then so many people who had said not the asshole or no assholes here all changed it yeah that's what i was thinking too the more it went on i'm like okay you you, what you had during that time like what you did during that like i wouldn't really say you're an asshole but now the more that you're talking and being obnoxious and stuff like yeah you're not an asshole then you're an asshole now (laughs) this is the problem and gmi this is what i was thinking too he says that she was looking for affirmation then got pissy when she found out everyone thinks she's a dick like yeah that's totally what happened because she so which is yeah and i'm i'm it's not surprising but that that that's what she was looking for because like yeah i would think that too and i i i understand the parents saying that i'm trying to get away from children blah, blah, blah. so i would think like oh it was sucky timing that like if i went there and, I, and i'm and i'm a parent and try to get away and someone else brought it it's just kind of like okay like i'm i'm not gonna get like too upset over it but i think even her wanting to like her thinking it's that big of a deal to ask Reddit about it. So she was upset enough to say something. And um, I also think when she mentioned, I guess people in, in the responses were saying that you shouldn't bring children anywhere. They sell alcohol. I think that's, uh, kind of ridiculous to say though too depending on where you are like Chicago sells alcohol everywhere so even like family restaurants and stuff will I have wouldn't alcohol. say no place that serves alcohol that would I would yeah. never say that like, yeah. a place that is focused almost on- entirely on alcohol though like it's sort of like taking your kid to a smoke shop I like wouldn't suggest <laughs> it <laughs> you know yeah and like one of the people in the comments said I used to work at um a brewery and that served people and someone had left their child on the floor and I was carrying a tray of drinks and I tripped and fell and I had to do workman's comp and have surgery and I'm in pain all the time. (laughs) She was basically, she was being extremely nice too about it too. Like to this woman saying, you know, it's, probably just a it's a safety hazard don't leave your kid on the ground where yeah i would never drink them on the ground like that yeah stupid <laughs> but i think just having them in like a booster series that's i'm trying to think we have a the distillery yeah that uh, the one that i went to recently i'm like well yeah i i don't think there was food there we went into mostly to just get food like dinner because there weren't other places open at the time um and we had we hadn't been in there yet and I was, I'm trying to think like, oh, if someone came in and they had their, their child, but they were, you know, put away somewhere that like <laughs> that couldn't be tripped over or that like even if they were crying or annoying, it's just kind of like if I'm going out to a place that serves food, I'll be more forgiving of a child being around like maybe a baby is sitting at the bar. OK, no, don't like be at a table <laughs> somewhere else. And uh, or if, again, like I said, like theaters or something like where you're, when you're coming to see a performance where like the whole concept is that you should be quiet, like you're not talking like restaurants and stuff. You're at least able to be chatting with one another. Yeah. But when you're going to see some sort of show where you're not supposed to be speaking, don't bring children there. Yeah. I remember I went to a, a concert, a live concert in uh, Bartlesville, Oklahoma once. And like this guy was down the row from us with his like three-year-old girl, I want to say. And she started crying and he immediately stood up and left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's that, like, that was some great reaction yeah, time <laughs> yeah because their parents who just like sit and like Shh, quiet down and they still continue crying and they're just like letting it sit like why take them away from here though you know you're bothering everyone else with this just because yeah, you I wanted know. to enjoy that like you find a different way 
to like have. I know. I mean, I know it sucks as a parent to bring a child to an event and that child starts, doesn't enjoy it and starts Mm -hmm. screaming, which by the way, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. It's not enjoyable to the child, by the way. Clearly they're distressed. So it's like, but, and I know it sucks. You paid for that, but so did everyone else in this room. Right. You (laughs) You got a plan. And and neither of us is par- our parents is parents. So yeah, I should, no, uh, but but so as a person who has been there when there are parents and children in other places, though, like I just think you need to understand that, you, yeah, like there are other people around. And I would say, if I were a parent, I would think I will try to. Uh, yeah, like oh you want them to socialize and stuff like okay socialize them in appropriate places they'll like take them to zoos and aqua- like places that like are mo- that would be more fun for them and they're able to like be more obnoxious yeah. but like at a place <laughs> that they need to sit and be quiet though like you're un- unless they're generally well behaved and um I wouldn't risk taking them to a place that you need to be quiet for two hours like that just sounds really silly to try and think that that would be a good idea well- I say that as someone who grew up with parents who, if I started screaming or misbehaving in public, would not let me get away with that. Mm-hmm. Either we were leaving or I was being punished. Like this was like, it, as I got older, you know, like, and it was like, no, you, you, you know, sometimes right. the punishment is leaving for the kid. But then like, yeah, it's like, I, that's the, parenting I experienced so I feel like you learn that your behavior like oh if I have this behavior here I don't get to stay or I I don't get to experience the rest of it though so like so that just trains you to like if I stay well behaved I get to stay and enjoy this yeah Yeah. which is what I expect from other people like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm an adult because that's what I grew up with right Uh, but that's not what everyone experiences apparently some people (laughs) think that they want they want their kid to be part of every single aspect of their life which <laughs> I, I don't get I I know I'm not the person to ever get that I I know I will never understand it but like I'm like you really want to take your kid to like a bar like, <laughs> like you know it's just a question for me yeah that's I'm and I'm, that's why I was trying to be as like understanding as I could like depending on like but when it's if it's more about eating or something that's and, and places around here too that some are like, oh, your your restaurant and 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 alcohol or something though. So it's just like, at, and it's limited what's available. So most places <laughs> it might be like also bars and stuff. So it's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, but it just at the end of the day, when she was just continuing on, like, all right, you're getting pissy. Like, I don't, <laughs> no one's gonna like you anymore. Like Jillian yeah, says, you. Oh, go ahead. What are you saying? I was just say she was there for validation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jillian says, "Hell yeah, we never got to go out as a family because we always acted a fool." <laughs> and I didn't read it out loud earlier, but I put it on screen. But it was uh, Alva Kara says, "I freely admit to being an asshole. No need for me to ask Reddit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I think generally when you when you think you need to ask the question, then you probably are. But not not no, always. Actually, case, but- like I. I read a lot of Am I the Asshole because I, I really like some the people, stories. Yeah, some people, like, I guess I'll, yeah, maybe I'm wrong with that because like some people we, will say something that like other people reacted poorly and you, you yeah, won't. sometimes on Am I the Asshole, the person being asked is being abused, like oh, oh, yes, legitimately yes, yes, yes. being treated like shit. And right. they're, they're like fine, and people are like, dude, 
You like every like everyone in everyone the, else in can the see it. Is like fucking get out of this situation. You 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 need to leave. Right. And it's like I mean, so it's like it runs the gamut. There's the people who are looking for validation who are the asshole, and then there's there's sometimes whereas there's no assholes here. And then there's the people who clearly are not the asshole, but have been so mind fucked they have no idea that they are not. Here. And I, then yeah. there's the a fake lot in, like ones. relationship threads and stuff too. Oh yeah, it's just because then they're always like, "Oh, what did I do?" Or like, "No, no, like you're not <laughs> in the wrong here." <laughs> yeah, but like some of them are fake. Like they they feel like clearly fake. So sometimes uh-huh. if I do comment, I like I'll comment on the fake ones and I give them a rating of F A F. And like people are like, what does that mean? And the, and like people guess at it because I don't I don't tell them. And and like some people get it right. They're like fake as fuck. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> um. All right. Well, maybe we should that. talk about parade. <laughs> yeah, that we was should. All. Oh yeah, and I was gonna. All right. So I. What was the not not okay thing? Did you have that before we get the oh the I just put it in the Discord. So yeah, that's um, right. I don't the have disclaimer. Discord up. What did it was uh, something about? I don't have it up on my computer. Um, but 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 it said it, like more had a trigger warning of it having an unlikable mm-hmm. main female. lead female lead character or something. Right? Yeah, so, female protagonist. Uh, I think that's it. That's right, unlikable female protagonist. So Hulu had the trigger warning. Uh, so we just wanted to mention that. And then I decided to actually go through and watch the film today. And man, I mean, that disclaimer was correct. It will, she certainly was unlikable, but uh, I don't know. The, the whole film is pretty cringy because uh, they were kind of like, oh, you're just like you are. They're making you the annoying white woman who's like, who's straight, but trying to like say like, oh, maybe I'm bi, like to like her, the lesbian and gay uh, co-workers. And then, so then, and she had, there were, there were some part, there were like a couple lines that were like legitimately funny though. But they and they had like an anti-gun high school girl, like anti-gun activist, um, who was supposed to be like the David Hogg character, I guess. And so she had, and um, so the plot is the girl, the main girl, um, pretends to go to Paris to like impress a coworker and say that she's oh like I'm I'm on a writer's retreat in Paris and she's like fakes because she's a Photoshop editor and, and photo editor and she fakes photos there but Paris happens to get bombed right where she was like posting her pictures so then everyone thinks you were here during a terrorist attack and so she gets super famous because of that and she like goes along and she wants the stardom so it wasn't even just like having to like oh I have to follow along with this lie it was that you are a terrible person who wants the attention so because I was like this is almost a Disney movie where you're like oh like, that, like hey I got caught in a lie and now I'm having to like continue on with it and then at the end I get caught and then I learn my lesson and blah blah blah. but this was just kind of like slightly older and with a a worse like or more like annoying lead character written by woke people to try and make a point and like and you don't really get that exact the same happy Disney channel Disney (laughs) ending so Um, uh god yeah I I I remember like a lot of people were all like is the trigger warning satiristic? Like, is it a joke? That's what I, I thought at first, that or that it was meta because it was like, oh, the, the character, they talk about how unlikable the main character is in the movie. So I thought maybe that was intentional in the trigger warning. But, like, the director has said... Yeah, I know. <laughs> that yeah, what did laugh. she do? Take her kid to the distillery? <laughs> yeah, <she laughs> um, uh, 
that like it was serious after te- doing test audiences and people coming out saying she's so unlikable. Like oh, they had yeah. to be. It, so it was about prepping the audience for the idea that they were not going to like. That was main. the point of yeah. the film is that she isn't like and then she did kind of grow like and she was kind of confused at, at the end she's like did as she even says like i don't know if i learned anything like did i learn like and she was like trying to grow as a person and then at the very end she was kind of like making a choice that was a little bit more selfless like instead of her mm. getting like her validation of trying to apologize to the to the activist girl that she hurt when, she, when they found out like uh, you know at the end it's just like everyone finds out that you lied and now like your whole life is ruined and social media <laughs> sucks and stuff so so she yeah. Yeah. like trying to make amends but then she realized like oh making amends here is just more to help me feel better so she decided not to because it was going to hurt the other girl more so it was kind of like you did kind of mm. learn a lesson and your life still sucks though because you were like trying <laughs> to take responsibility for this so it was kind of like but it was really it was cringy it was hard to watch but it was also kind of like and it was intentional that yeah she's supposed to be terrible like I, I did like at one line she had a co-worker he was like talking to her at the computer and she's like thanks Kevin and she said he said oh it's Kelvin actually it's Kelvin and she said no I don't think so she just like, goes back to work and he like rolls away in his chair and then it like, comes back but she just like turns and like smiles at him and then goes back to to work and he's like, so that's funny <laughs> And I'll say the best character was Dylan O'Brien. So he's in, he's playing, and he's done, he usually plays like kind of awkward, nerdy guys in different like TV shows and movies. Like he's in Teen Wolf TV series and he's just done like other stuff too, Maze Runner and things. And I've always liked him. And uh, I actually watched him not too long ago in a thing called The First Time. So it was like he was a high schooler who met a girl and they had sex for the first time. And, and so it was just like this whole like very kind of like, plotless about just like high school teens not doing anything but um but so it's just like oh here's this like awkward nerd and this character though he had his bleach blonde hair scruffy beard he's high all the time he's like a social media influencer and he kind of talks he's just like oh yeah what up man like oh like oh so cool and weird so he just he had that attitude and it was so it was such a contrast to what I've seen him be and everything else like he's just this like cool laid back douchey guy and uh he was just high all the time and like his pet he wears like baggy clothes and like one pant leg is rolled up more and like colorful socks and stuff too so he's just uh, and it was like he did it really well like he I thought his performance was really great as this character that I've never seen him in so I thought he was great and then the what was great about it too is at one point he was like talking about the main girl and she was just like mm, like you know like oh watching her walk away like all oh, like, like she's she got that thicky like you know like a fat ass and like so she's just kind of like commenting on it and then the lesbian girl and there says those like watching him as he's like kind of like talking to her from like down the hall and like and and she says colin you're from maine and then he <laughs> drops the character and he's like cool harper we all know information about each other <laughs> it was just like he said so the character was putting on this persona and then and he just drops it like he clearly is not this guy and I just thought that that was really funny like really well done part there so he was the best part of the film that's uh, funny it was also terrible and they also played an Avril Lavigne song so but they called oh. her like the because the one girl the, the activist was like a high schooler so she had this whole um, like oh they sometimes they play oldies music and so she mentioned Avril Lavigne and then the main character's like you call that oldies like Avril Lavigne's oldies so <laughs> which is you know hard for me to hear too she's still going she just had new album <laughs> um, 
Someone She's said this. Uh, JB said, uh, just found out yesterday that Declaration of Independence has a trigger warning on it now, which oh. really triggered me. Now, here's the thing is that, like, I'm friends with Holly Mathnard. Um, you know, a lot of people knew her from Twitter. She got off Twitter. She has her Substack now. But um, I'm still friends with her. We still communicate. And, like, she has this great thing where she talks about trigger warnings and how they are just triggering that like it doesn't mm-hmm. like at that point like you, they're like this trigger warning you know uh it's like assault violence swear like whatever you want to say like and and like they're triggering like it's already tri- like so just, they're pointless she says they're absolutely pointless but it's hard to see and, like yeah <laughs> yeah so because she's all like they're you're already triggered by that point like when you see the trigger warning you're like oh no i'm like, prepared i need yeah. to <laughs> So it's like, a trigger for the trigger warning. And I, I, I don't have like I have anxiety triggers. I don't have a lot of I don't have like trauma triggers mm. at all. So, and I think this whole uh, unlikable female protagonist trigger warning is just fucking too far. Like yeah. I do have anxiety triggers. Like someone was making a noise in my home and I could hear it and I was like what the fuck is that what is that and it was like my anxiety was like going up and going up and then like I opened the door and I realized it's someone popping oh the little bubble yeah and and then I was like oh that's all that was and (laughs) the sound was like grating on my anxiety but um like no one has to give me a trigger warning for anxious things like yeah you just kind of have to deal deal with it yeah yeah, yeah. And then you figure especially because a lot of times it's kind of like the not knowing part and so once you like figure out like oh okay now I can like relax and yeah yes. like, everyone has different anxieties for things and especially when it's just like oh I'm I'm very easily bothered by like certain sounds and stuff too and and uh and then the more things that happen they're like so then it's just like oh I can feel myself like getting more and more annoying annoyed so I have to like finish what I'm doing and like either stop or yeah, so sometimes it's just kind of like, well, you know, that's life, but I'm not going to like, I have my cat needs to give me a trigger warning before it's going to be doing something like <laughs> snoring. I think my, my one cat, Elsie, earlier, I think she was snoring because she snores so much when she sleeps. And I was like, what is that sound? Was, oh, it's coming from over there. Like, okay, but it was like bothersome at first. Well, the thing is about trigger warnings, the first trigger warnings that people really were, uh, that were put in like Hollywood shit were for epileptic seizures. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's something that's a, yeah, like an I can actual. understand putting a trigger right. warning for. Because it's like, you're not putting out the stimulus that is actually going to give them a seizure by saying, trigger warning, this content has a lot of flashing lights. Right. What you're warning is, what you're saying is, if you have epileptic seizures based on flashing lights, please don't watch this. Right. And <laughs> it's more so about, it's... I don't know, this physiological response that that like, you know, could maybe actually like kill you or something though too, depending on, on what happens. Like, but grand mal seizures or tonic clonics as they're also called, are fucking horrifying. Yeah, I had yeah. one. Oh, there's really? 
they're so horrifying. So, Especially if you've never had one before. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. So compared <laughs> to just like I'm stressed out now. Like no matter and I get that like for people with actual PTSD or something, though like that can be horrific as well in a different sense. But at least I'll say at least that isn't going to necessarily kill you. They're like yeah. you know, in a coma or whatever that might happen though. So um but most of it too, I think, is just you know, as a culture, as a society, we're just much weaker, and that you. <laughs> so when you need to have the warning about all these things, like oh, you might get sad, you might be upset <laughs> by this thing that you watch, and uh, my thing too with like comedy, like where they had to do like trigger warnings or something in like sketch shows or, or mention whatever, I'm like, or if people just talk about potentially being uncomfortable with certain scenes, like don't do comedy. If you get, if you are easily upset by things though, and that's yeah. why it became less fun to do improv and sketch because it was just people were going to be activists about whatever and, and it was going to be politically annoying and you couldn't say certain things because people were going to be offended by stuff. And it's just, that's not what comedy is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and honestly, the because I've had two, no, well, three major seizures in the past i i like my my tolerance for my anxiety is probably a lot higher than mm. other people generalized anxiety disorder if i have a panic attack i'm like oh that's bad but it's not as bad as the seizures i used to have they're not as horrifying right. as that if i can live through those i certainly can good yeah my brain having a little bit of a you know like oh no kind of moment like it's not it's like not very comparable to me <laughs> i this isn't this isn't the same thing but it just kind of reminds me how i would do because i get like really nervous and stuff before performances no matter what like, i don't know why i just kind of you know like right especially right beforehand sometimes like the worst part would be like right before the curtain opens but even before oh. that it's the anxiety of just like it leading up to it too so i just kind of like i have the dread and even though like once the curtain opens, like I'm having fun, like it's a great time, but just beforehand I'm in my head and all those terrible things. But what helped me is that I would be thinking in two hours, this is going to be over with and I'm going to be, <laughs> it's done. We're going to be hanging out and, and chilling and, and whatever though. So it's just kind of like thinking like just making it through like two hours isn't that much time and everything's, and, and that actually would help me. Um, yeah, better than imagining your audience naked. Oh my gosh, I think I would rarely want to see that of all the audience members are. <laughs> yeah. Especially around here, most of them are old people, so it's just not going to be interesting. Unless you want the GILF or the G-GILF. We didn't have those around. I don't think there are any of those around here. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, well... So the official, the other official topic was prey, and I I, I yes. don't think I need to have a ton to say about it, but I'll say too, I've never watched any of the Predator films beforehand. I didn't realize initially when I saw Prey that it was a it was a sequel to the Predator films. So before I watched it, I watched the first two Predator movies, uh, and I didn't had no idea that it had uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the first one, and that the second one had. Uh, uh, Danny Glover and Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, those two. yeah, so it was just kind of like, oh, okay. And also, I expected it to be, I thought it was more horror film, but they were, ended up being more action. So just my, my, I'm already kind of biased against stuff about like older movies because like in the 80s, they kind of, everything kind of just had like a flat, 
lighting <laughs> filming done too so i kept wondering like, is this going to be a comedy because this is filmed like a lot of other 80s like comedies uh, <laughs> run get to the chopper um so it was just it was kind of hard for me to appreciate as much because i was expecting more horror than and it was more action based that seemed also I I forget why I think it was I, don't, I was wondering if uh, uh, Stranger Things was kind of uh, relating to or referencing it at all because one character's name in it was Jim Hopper and then another <sighs> character's name was Hawkins so it was just like, it seems very coincidental it was in the first Predator Ooh. film the a lot of um, Stranger Things, especially season one, is a bunch of eighties, eighties stuff. So that's why I thought like yeah. well, the names themselves based off of eighties films too. So yeah, I don't know, but so that was my. <laughs> I had the first two films and I watched those and got those out of the way. Those are the only two ones worth watching. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't watch any of the other ones. I, uh, I'm serious. Like any of the Aliens versus Predators, uh, the Predators, the Predator which sadly was written by Shane Black, but I, I hear the studio like fucked with it like quite a bit. Oh. Uh, and I like Shane Black. He's a very good writer. And what he's in the he first Predator in? movie. What? What else has he done? Uh, he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay, uh, okay. It's a very fun movie. Uh, one of Val Kilmer's like last big movies before he got sick. Um, and it's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> It's a really yeah. funny movie. It's like a noir comedy. It's really good. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I didn't have, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of Predator as a series, honestly, like as a franchise, like the, even the first one and the second one, I was not really like a, I was like a fan, fan. Like that was not me. Um, I only watched Predator within the last few years, I want to say. And then Predator 2, I watched that a lot when I was Really? There. Yeah, hmm. a lot. I, oh, the other thing too, I didn't recognize him at first. And then I think my boyfriend mentioned it. He was, because uh, we both like noticed, is that Adam Baldwin? He was just <laughs> so young in it. Oh, um, yeah. So it was just kind of <laughs> weird to see him. Like, this is before, uh, I forget what year, but like, you know, like a, more than a decade before um uh firefly so there's like even like he just had such a baby face in there <laughs> so with prey so i watched prey after that those two films and again with the bias biasness of of like hey this is a modern style film so that it it seemed like it was more horror like the way that the lighting and stuff was done so I, I appreciated it more because it kind of had more suspense and horror than the first two did so I think so I actually I enjoyed it for that the CG was terrible <laughs> all of, for all of the animals they had looked so fake <laughs> very bad. I, I made a joke because I usually write notes while I watch movies for the first time and mm -hmm. one of my jokes and you can see my jokes on twitter because that's where i post them my notes are all on twitter when i watch a movie um where she's tracking and she's the dog with her and the dog is constantly barking and then, and i was like when you're tracking something when you sure to bring a dog with you that barks at absolutely everything yeah 
And that's loud. So either like if you're trying to find something, they don't want to spook it or like you want to bark when you're actually like on the trail. So it just, yeah, it seemed pretty bad. There were, there were multiple things too. Like even the mountain lion that attacked, I was just, they were up in the tree and the mountain lion was like really aggressively trying to chase after like and getting up to him. And I wondered, is this normal behavior for a mountain, a mountain lion slash cougar for a cougar? Um, just because it seemed like, it, I don't know. So a lot of the animal behaviors in the film made it seem like they were, they were, I don't know, like more intelligent to like actively even. All right. Also, oh, and I guess the main thing too. What I have a problem with with the predator films, I don't super understand the motivation of the predator because it's like that. If it is just a basic, I'm here to kill everything, like to just like prey on everything. I, I was just struggling with with underst- understanding whether it was just like oh like yeah like this is just for sport or i'm i you know that i'm intelligent enough to understand that i'm doing this for sport or it's just like an instinctual thing that i have to do but i i don't know like so throughout it all i was i didn't super understand but then they seemed intelligent at the end of predator too they, they are spoke. intelligent yeah, they, they are intelligent spoke. and this is a like it i it seems like a ritual um, that every predator has to go through to like level up essentially. Like you okay. go hunt something that is dangerous that could possibly hunt you back and kill you, which is kind of what Prey was saying too. Like the Native Americans had that same rule. Like oh, to level up in your society, you, had your, yeah. you have to hunt something that is capable of killing you, like a bear or a cougar or you know whatever. Um, so, like, I, I think that's the idea is that it's the same thing, like, which is why maybe they decided finally to do Native Americans. Um, uh, <laughs> but, like, one part that kind of bothered me, because this is something, it, 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 from a Predator-like franchise standpoint, is that he, the Predator at one point, takes off the thing on his arm Oh yeah, that, that can turn into a bomb. And, and like, to t- kill all the, the like, the the French trappers and I was like I'm isn't that bomb like according to every predator thing I've ever seen that bomb is there so that in case he's dying he takes out any sign of him being there Mm. so I was like what the fuck I like I mean I know predator well enough for that so I was like I, I was actually angry like why did that happen um which maybe makes me more of a fan than I thought I was because <laughs> <laughs> it was so out of the norm for what Predator does. And some of the, the sh- sequences were pretty predictable, like how she beats the Predator, um, which by the way, I don't think that's a spoiler. The idea of a Predator movie is that the protagonist beats the Predator. Like, <laughs> if that's not what happens in the end, then you've screwed up the Predator film. <laughs> if she didn't beat if your protagonist doesn't beat the pre- yeah. the predator by the end of the film, well, you've fucked up the predator film. Right. So uh, I, what I did like it that we were expecting um, was that, that since this was taking place 300 years ago, like by watching the second movie, I understood the reference of like, Hey, they, uh, he, he beat the one predator and the other predators all came out and they're like, Hey, take this gun. And it said 17 or what was it? Uh, I forget uh, what it was. Cutting out. <laughs> Uh-oh. My back. <laughs> You're back. 
um, but it had it 300 years beforehand, 1725 or whatever. And, um, and they are 1715. And so they're like, okay, when this film takes place 300 years ago, so they're like that flintlock has to be in this movie at some point. And that was, so they had that one French guy give her the flintlock to shoot. And like, okay, like we, if you didn't have that in here, even though you had it in the second movie, like, like that writing like you had to relate that or else the writing would have been terrible but <laughs> what didn't make sense was how did the predators end up getting the flintlock later to give to danny glover because at the end of prey she gives it to her her uh try uh, her chief her tribal chief or whatever um so i'm wondering how the predators get it again later so it's like yeah it yeah. exists but like why didn't it shouldn't have been someone else another predator comes in and takes it and takes and goes away kills her uh my yeah. idea my thought is is that that flintlock meant that that predator was successful in hunting humans so to me like from that this is not that story and that was a bad reference um and then there's a couple of parts that kind of just piss me off. There's a part where the, the three guys find her and they're going to take her back and they fight her and everything. And then of course, predator shows up and kills them all. And it's for mm-hmm. her. And I was all like, why does Hollywood have to do this thing now where they make you hate a character so much and then immediately kill that character in these kind of movies? Because it's like, I am sick of this trope. You, you literally are making it hateable characters so that I cheer or clap when they die. And here's yeah. the thing. I don't, like, it's over the top for him to, like, punch her in the face. And that's what, literally what he did. And so right. I'm, like, I'm, like, annoyed by this trope that, like, oh, they're assholes. And they somehow still found a way to make this story about almost all Native Americans about intersectionality because it's all about women succeeding, which mm-hmm. I'm not saying that a Plains woman couldn't possibly be awesome. That's not my point. My point is that there's that moment at the end of the movie, spoilers, where she comes home uh, with her kill and she tells them, oh, we're in danger. We have to move. And there's this these sequences of shots of the women all like and the female children all being like inspired and proud of her and i'm like this is you went a little over the top here with this message yeah, it's okay with like one part like hey she she feels the need to like uh, like that makes sense that sometimes that they want to break out of whatever one social person, norms yeah. That, yeah that like are going on at, in your culture but like to have <laughs> everyone like all right now i <laughs> Yeah, 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 I get that. Uh, also, so one the thing about like just feeling bad for characters. Just to go back to Nope real quick again, I feel bad for Stephen Yun's character though too, because like you had his he had his whole trauma with the with the chimpanzees. So you go through all mm-hmm. that and how he's like kind of processing and working through it, only to get eaten by this giant alien monster thing. So there was just like no, like positive payoff for him so i just wanted to reiterate that like i did feel bad for him and then like even his co-star like at the end too he's like hey here's my old co-star who i my first crush and so she had her veil on with like Mm -hmm. you could see that her face when the wind blew it she was all disfigured because of the chimpanzee because of gordy only to get eaten that day by something like you haven't you been through enough (laughs) yeah (laughs) so sad but anyway 
I feel like the like Jordan Peele's punishing children for being involved in a in a TV show about a chimpanzee. Like it's like a yeah. little far. Um, yeah, it's like they, it wasn't yeah. their fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, they yeah they you know a lot of child actors they get they go through a lot. Like most of them have some sort of problems by the time they're adults, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's just kind of, yeah, it's sad for them. But uh, for prey. Another thing too with the French guys, so when they found out like, oh, when all those bison, they are buffalo, like technically I think they're bison because buffalo are like African and Asian, but uh, so all the bison, like they were skinned. So like all their skin mm-hmm. was gone, gone. And uh, and so it's like, oh, it was the predator. But later on the girl's like, um, what was her name? Nari? Um, like she says yeah. that, oh, you guys did it. And it, and it took me a while. Like I didn't understand like, why would they do that? But I guess like, oh, you want the fur, I guess of the pelts. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it for that. But it seemed like this was a lot. Like they really went through and did all of these animals just for the pelts and nothing with the meat that seemed like it was. I don't know if that was a thing that they did. I just would imagine that like if you're going to kill the animal that you would try and take some of the meat. That's why like it made it look like the predator might have done the because like he, they've the predator does that. Yeah. But so then so it was trying to make it like, oh, but then you can't like all oh, these white people, Europe, white <laughs> European people are the bad guys. But I was just. I didn't know, like, was that, I know that bison were nearly uh, extinct or something. They're super endangered because, like, they they did kill a bunch of them back then. But I thought that they, like, used other parts of the the animal, too. But I don't know. It just seemed like. Some poachers don't care even now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. it was I mean, just some so poachers don't many shit. dead animals that, like, you took all that. It was a. It would be a lot of work to kill all of those bison, only for the pelts. Like, it just seems like if you're in it for the they, money. I mean, I could see, and it's terrible that um, guys who just want for killing them and taking their meat, they'd have. That's a lot of stuff to lug around. That all that meat to sell it even the pelts too though so i mean the I pelts are a lot lighter than all that meat that's like thousands of that's pounds true of meat. but it was still just a lot of i mean because at least when that you know panned around like it was just a bunch of them so i thought like maybe not all of the meat but just some it didn't, it didn't well and then like- also i hate to say it but during that time period it, this is historically accurate a lot of the hunters that came in that were like mercenary like hunters where like this is how they made their money they didn't give a shit they because yeah. The, well, yeah, the, they nearly were extinct the north north america was so plentiful with all this animal life they didn't get they thought well we're never going to hit the bottom of this barrel and uh mm-hmm. so they didn't care like the passover uh pigeon uh would fly you know they'd fly over in their flocks of millions and they'd blot out the sun and people would think, well, if we could just shoot up into the sky and get, you know, well, mostly with a rifle and get dinner for tonight. And they kept doing it and they kept doing it and they kept doing it. And does that happen anymore here? No, of course not, because they did literally drive them to extinction. So, right. I mean, it. so it's like they did do this. It's, I'm I'm not going to say that I appreciate being shown it necessarily in a movie and it be a, a predator movie like and then yeah. make it a point of it or, or anything like I'm not mm-hmm. arguing it's not historically inaccurate but I'm it seemed arguing- kind of 
unnecessary I mean, in this film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that like well, that you were just kind of preachy <laughs> because it, it like it, it didn't seem fitting for it. And people in chat too. So El El Vaquero says skinning a bison on the ground has to be a real bitch. And three hundred years ago, they probably would have made uh pem was it pemmican or something. Um. So yeah, they even just skinning would would have taken a lot. I'm just saying, if I went through all that work, I would have at least wanted to take, at least for myself too, like, hey, let's get some meat out of this the work that we're well, doing. And I'm going to say this because Chad's saying it too, but the Native Americans were not completely uh, bloodless in the... Yeah, it was this, Native, this one. Life. Native American tribes drove bison to near extinction by driving whole herds off cliffs, uh, cliffs because they were so in tune with nature. And yeah. the Europeans had little to do with bison populating, population declining. But Johnny by Quickdraw also says, the, which is something I read too, and I don't know because, you know, history has different things. But he also says, I believe there was a concerted effort by the U.S. government to kill off the bison because it was a primary food source of the natives. So I have also read that. And it's hard for me to say because it's like, I, I don't remember the sources. And sometimes it's just kind of like, is that true or is that something that like, people are saying to be against yeah. you know like to be pro native <laughs> right, that they post colonial and, bullshit yeah, that yeah. people like to and, say yeah I and know. maybe that is true maybe not i just don't know and, for sure because i i don't I, and yeah even with the I natives mean, but i'm not gonna say that the natives didn't have a hand in yeah. driving some animals to extinction they definitely did um, yeah because I they thought the too. same thing that the barrel were never going to reach the bottom of this barrel like mm -hmm. <laughs> like honestly eat back then it was incredibly plentiful food was everywhere i mean right. there were there were herds of bison everywhere it did not seem possible to people like that that but like that i mean in that time period to think that far into the future that <laughs> you could just people. Those people, <laughs> to by those I mean, uh, 18th century idiots, um, yeah. <laughs> to drive all these animals to extinction. You just didn't think it was possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and El Vaquero says pemmican is the ultimate survival food. You ultra dry the meat, grind it up, and mix it with rendered fat. You can mix dried berries and stuff with it. It'll keep at room temp for years if made right. Ooh, okay. Wow. Yeah, my dad recently, how did he make it? He made some jerky, uh, and I think it, by not cooking, I think he just like did vinegar or something, whatever. I forget what it was, though, too. Like, So it wasn't salt, but it was <laughs> something else that like, but it tasted, so it was like fresher because he was copying some other bag of food that he got that was like, here's the meat that's like better for you, like healthier and fresher. Um, so I so. <laughs> But I don't remember how I did it. G-Man, thank you for the super chat, G-Man. Could you imagine how bad climate change would be today if colonizers hadn't taken out those farting bison? You're welcome. <laughs> That's true. Thank oh, you. yeah, God. I kind of agree with you on this, GB. Fun fact, there is no good or bad sides in history, only bad and worse. Mm -hmm. Winner writes the books. Yep. Yeah. It, I, yeah. Waking up on the wrong side of history. Yeah, there's so many like things going on that I'm sort of when I read history, like I read a lot of history and I'm like, uh, like I, I must, my, my big thing is Tudor history though. But I, and I'm like, there's no one here that does something good. Like, you know, like, like really good all the time. There's no such thing. And, mm -hmm. and it kind of sucks. Like maybe an individual can be good, but when you're talking about like large groups of people, like, Oh my God, they get, bad real fucking fast yeah yeah 
Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, uh, we know that by just government stuff too, though. Like, yeah, the, exactly. or like the more that we're trying to like, Hey, federally, we're going to have all 50 state, states try to agree on stuff too. Like you've got 350, like there are 325 million people. No one, they're not all going to agree. And then you, you're the average intelligence. So then you're going to have a lot of dumb people with says mm-hmm. and things that are going to affect the more intelligent people. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. I'd rather just be at a local level and have, <laughs> be able to have more say. Which is like one of the problems is that, like with this movie, is that they do show that the way that they show the native tribe, the Comanches, are bad is by saying that they're sexist. And I'm like, I don't know that that's necessarily the best tact to take um, in saying that they're human beings. Like, just have them be regular flawed people, for fuck's sake. Not Like, don't come at me with a message sure. over this. I don't you're, want to hear a message. I want to hear a story. Yeah. And you're also bringing in a modern day concept of, of like, you know, equal rights between males and females. With a with, with a you know a community of people that like they had a set way back. This is three hundred years ago, so of like the expectations were different for like all cultures back then too. And so, and I'm not against the idea, of especially like the break. Like I was also comparing it to uh, Brave with Merida, like the the Pixar movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of like yeah, like I'm fine with having like the here's the lead female in a in a society where like you're not like I'm okay with that concept, but. I don't know. I guess it's just different now and it's just kind of like, you know, it's like an anti-man thing and women and blah, blah, blah. And there's a difference between just kind of like, oh, hey, you're a Disney princess and we just kind of want to empower girls to do what you, you can versus like all men are evil and this is the point that we're trying to make. So I guess there's just like the intention is different with, with yeah, that's these true. stories now. Wait, they, I mean, those guys came off as like, real dick bags and at the end when she was when it was all like triumphant and everything i'm like four of your men young men died yeah this is not a triumph this also, is a disaster yeah yeah you've lost a lot is yeah and with that mountain lion why why was it the best time to hunt it at night it seems like it was going to be better at hunting than you would be as a human who doesn't have dark vision like in D&D and just like wait till the morning to try and go find it like maybe it's it's gonna be out more at night oh no wait actually I undercounted five of their young men (laughs) yeah so because it was harder because I forgot about that guy in the tree (laughs) torches yeah and he also was a dick he was literally having dick asshole things come out of his mouth Uh when the mountain lion grabbed it Uh Like, your brother and I are going to be the ones to get this because you're a girl and you're not going to blow immediately. Like, yeah, okay. So we have to really hate you. And I don't know, like maybe uh, also you're a young man. Yeah. Like a lot of times you're going to be like a, a rambunctious testosterone filled guy. So like, I guess it's not out of the realm to be that way necessarily. However, he was old enough to also kind of be like, I'm going to be into women and maybe I'm, you know, like not going to be a dick to, to girls because like I'm going to want to to marry one or something, though. Well, to me, the weird part was they were all being a dick bag to the war chief's sister. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, in the hierarchy of our tribe, he's top dog. I'm going to be an asshole to the woman he cares the most about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
seems like a really bad decision. No if problem. If she tells there. him, you might get, you know, in a fight. <laughs> like, this is not a good idea. And, like, maybe it would be smarter to support her because then you could marry her and that would be good for you uh-huh. for the hierarchy. Like, come on. That was so enough. dumb. Jimian <laughs> uh, says the men didn't live long enough to see her prove them wrong. Yeah. She doesn't even get to show her point that to the guys that were the worst because they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks for her. <laughs> When the when the brother like has his moment of reconciliation with her, which by the way he wasn't that big of a dick. No, but yeah, he, I thought he, he was fine most of the time. He yeah. was pretty supportive. Yeah, he was. He uh, he said to, he when as soon as he has his moment of reconciliation, I was like, oh, he's gonna die. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the beginning, I was like, because he there's a thing too where it's just like you're you're not a big enough dick. Like you guys are, you have a pretty solid sibling relationship here so you're not going to survive either that like he i guess like either way it's just like you're not gonna you're not gonna make it like you're just this character like you can't make it um you know what if if like one other girl like was running around trying to do stuff and she died i would not have as many complaints about this movie's gender ideology bullshit like it would just then i would be like oh yeah see sometimes the Chick dies because that's the thing in horror movies, which this one is kind of a horror action film. Yeah, is that yeah. like the girl survives at the end? That's the trope. So mm-hmm. we could see her as a protagonist in this fight. Like even Sarah Connor survives in the end. Okay, it's not new. Uh, and but the problem is the final girls. Yeah, <laughs> the problem is is that like other women die in mm-hmm. other movies. No yeah, other women. Funny. It was all men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I'll say that like they, it, I, I maybe I'm okay with it but just because they weren't out. Like the predator didn't go to the village. It was only out and about though. So like, because no other women. That's were why I said if, if there was another girl running around. Like, that she her, would have maybe? died? Yeah. Or that, and if oh, she that you had died. Oh, that you mean. Do you think then, that there should have been though? Just to I show that? I do think or there that? should have okay. been to, okay. Be, okay. to be more balanced. Uh, and also would have added some more dynamic to it. And maybe yeah. then they could be a dick to her and that would make more sense to me. <laughs> or even like one that who didn't really want to be out there, but like the main girl is like, no, like we need to do this. We need yeah. to prove it. And she doesn't really want to and she ends up dying anyway. And yeah. so the main girl is like, oh, well, I feel bad now and I need to make yeah. it up. Like, maybe have that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah, like anything besides just have her be the lone woman. Like, yeah. Okay. And the and the lone survivor. That is like really mm. like if another dude had survived, there, I would yeah. have been okay too. Like yeah, again, <laughs> it could have been a sibling thing where they like if he were more of a dick at the beginning and then he grows to like support her and stuff too, and they kind of come together, would have been okay with him surviving. But that's why he was just like nice enough from the whole time. Like you're gonna die, <laughs> uh, and then it's if you're a dick the entire time, then you're also gonna die. The only way would be from dick to to being supportive, and that's the only way that you could potentially survive. But there's also a good chance you're still going to die because you just get yes. the redemption and then you die. So it was not. The redemption and then you die is my most annoying trope right now. Uh, yeah. it, please. Well, like, it's just not fulfilling. I'm unsatisfied. They're like, what was the point of it all when you just die anyway? Yeah. Well, JP, oh, like, I'm not talking about from the perspective of reality and, and what happens in actual war. I'm talking about from the perspective of story craft. Yeah, yeah. And I think of as a viewer or something too. It's just like, if I'm going to sit through 
through uh, watching or reading something though i'm just like well it's a waste of time if i had to go through this person like go like you know learning something only to to die anyway i'm like well why did i bother with that well, that's why I like Stranger Than Fiction so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's tough. Um, mm-hmm. El, El Vaquero had said earlier, too, sometimes the best way to deal with an asshole is to send in your own asshole. <laughs> <laughs> asshole fighting asshole with asshole. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Other chats. So anything else that you have as far as the Prey Predator films oh, go? One thing I did like about it is that a lot of the fight scenes were long shots. They didn't cut it up. Oh, so that made it much more enjoyable to watch the action. Okay, because like, you got to see like a full what was scene. going on. It was yeah. a, it was a bit of a shaky cam thing, mm-hmm. which I don't like. If it had been a stable camera, it would have been even better. But at least it didn't cut, 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 cut. <laughs> She's like, I'm bored. I my eyes literally glaze over when they cut, 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 yeah, action. <laughs> you don't get to see the full thing. Also, Demon Slayer says women have never won a war in the history of the planet. So there's that. Is it also true to say women have never started a war? Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm legitimately asking. I don't know what if there are leaders or other ones who have so not I'm not trying to be like in a feminist way i'm just wondering like to what extent women have been in war like how much they've they've been a part of to to win or to start or to finish wars um well, here's the thing jb about the idea about what you're bringing up he says bottom line for a movie or book isn't if it's well written well or has good characters or good effects the bottom line is uh, was it fun for you? The other stuff just helps it be fun. Uh, here's my thought on that. Um, I am a writer. I write I write actual narrative. Um, uh, there is a difference between something that is well-written and something that you enjoy. They can yeah. be the one and the same. Or but, they can be always... comp- but they don't have to be. Something can be yeah. well-written and you not like it. Something can be badly written and you enjoy the fuck out of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I have, there are some bad movies that I love. Like I know they're bad. They're badly written and I love them. I don't care that they're badly written. I will admit though that they have flaws, (laughs) but there are things that I know that are very well written that I just don't want to watch again. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, it really depends on the person and the story, though, too, because it would be like, oh, I'm if I'm expecting like this needs to be well written for me to enjoy, or it can be like this because I have said it multiple times before too, like, oh, I'm easily entertained. Like if it was funny, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like uh, so, if uh, a lot of times, like if it's fun, I can be forgiving to like poorly written stuff, and or and I don't think Thor was poorly written. I think there were like different issues, but like overall, it was just a really fun movie for me. So that's why I'm like, I loved it. But, but yeah, I do. I do agree that like there are things that like if it's that sometimes it could be fun, but like I could be disappointed. Like the writing wasn't wasn't good, but like I could still enjoy it because it was fun. But if I'm if I have certain expectations, though, I might not think something is fun because it wasn't real, well written. So it really just depends on on the context. <laughs> Hillary started a war in Libya. Says Elvacare. Okay, That's okay, true. She did. Mm-hmm. Is she oh, a woman, though? Are we <laughs> what is a woman? What is a woman? <laughs> we have to ask Matt Walsh. He can tell us. Um, <laughs> but wait, JB says, enjoy Star Trek Discovery. Just don't tell me it's good Star Trek or good or Star Trek. 
agree. Yeah. It's new Trek. It's not good. <laughs> and it's certainly not good Star Trek. Fair point, JD. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Anything else in here? I, I think I'm out of opinions on Prey. I'm trying to, let me look at my notes. Yeah, it's hard. I thought I had written, well, it's hard to write notes when they're in the theater too, but like at home when I'm trying to watch something, I'm like, okay, let me type down everything. But, but then I also write notes really poorly. So I'm like, what was I talking about here? Why did I just write like <laughs> two, three letters? Like, what does this even mean? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. As far as like next week goes, I have no idea. I I'm I don't know what TV series. Like I'm done with Scream Queen, so I don't know how far along you I'm are. Still can get. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think it's kind of. So it's up in the air of when because right now I'm just kind of like oh I'm watching oh I guess I can say if you want to like uh, somewhere and uh, down the line soon uh, w uh, what we do in the shadows and um, only murders in the building I'd like to discuss because they both have new seasons out and so I'd like to to do those um, yeah. and scream queens because uh, no town said too <laughs> yeah I'm still in the middle of season one I'm close to the end though I think I only have two episodes left okay. for season one um. And then I've seen the first episode of What We Do in the Shadows, and it made me laugh really hard. I know I do. Um, I, it's really funny. I, um, I know the new Sandman is out. Oh, right, right. Okay. Oh, wait, is that out? out? It's out, that out on Netflix. Okay, okay. okay. And I, wa I read the, the comic book uh, years right. ago. Just, okay. So we can at least talk, or either do like first episode. There are other one, since that's new, I'm okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's, uh, yeah. I don't know how we want to do it. If we want to just do like I first think everyone is going to be talking about that next week. By okay, the way. let's do Sandman <laughs> then. But I'm, and I'm throwing out, here are the TV series that if you don't watch all of them, at least like do parts. So you can, like I will be watching everything of, of these <laughs> shows though. So then to discuss, but so these are upcoming. So we'll do Sandman next week. And then at some point, Scream Queens, What We Do in the Shadows, and uh, Only Murders in the Building. Um, so, so to what extent you want to watch is, oh, Alva Caro says Cannibal the Musical is a good film in its own way. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that was Trey Parker and Matt Stone before oh. South Park. And it was, it's a, it's a film. <laughs> it's Have a you seen Orgasmo? No. no. Oh, God. <laughs> I love Orgasmo. That movie okay. is so funny. I'm looking um, that. I'm trying to think what else they have that's like like older shit that they did. <laughs> but the thing... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I never watched it. Okay. I don't think I've watched it's it. It's really funny. Yeah, sort of like, um, uh, what was it? Basketball? Basketball, yeah, yeah. That's not a good movie. There's <laughs> some really funny jokes in it, but it's not a good movie. Like... <laughs> Oh, Demon Slayer says he's binging the boys. It's entertaining fun. Yeah, yeah. We have watched through all of that. We discussed it a few episodes back. Yeah, two, I still keep referencing. Two, yeah, yeah, two it's episodes. A fun, it's a just fun every, show. <laughs> yeah, I keep bringing it up, kind of like just referencing small parts because so many things. Yeah, like just it's so graphic <laughs> and so many things that I'm like, hey, remember like this thing was graphic. Remember how everyone exploded in the boys? Yeah, I do. Oh my god. Remember how I that penis it. exploded? I mentioned it on Tuesday. I'm in so I was playing Grim Dawn and I'm in the I'm doing the Ashes of Malmoth D DLC right now and there's this part where you go into something called 
the flesh works. Hmm. And I was, I go into it and I'm and like, it's moaning and screaming in pain this whole right, time. I like it. And, uh, and I was like, is this made of people? And it's like this big monstrous oh, flesh. Human centipede. Cave. Like, like the walls, the floor, everything about it yeah. is human flesh. And I, and I oh. said, it's like being in a, in a penis. <laughs> and, was, in a penis. <laughs> and I said it was I, I because I was referencing the boys. The boys when he's just in, he's he's inside and just one. like touching touching the inside. And as soon as he went and you know, like, oh you just snorted that cocaine and he went inside someone's penis, you know this is not going to end well. And I was oh, just I know, already I like it was so bad. Uncomfortable. Uh I'm gonna end the poll. Uh, most people again did not see prey. Sixty-eight percent haven't seen prey. Thirty-one percent so said nope. They did not like it. And I like put nope now for the not nope. <laughs> yeah, I did that on purpose. Uh, and then yes said zero uh, percent said yes they liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. We cover only the best things here. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot of the movies, too. it's just kind of like, here are the things that are going to be terrible, that no one's going to watch or like. Uh, <laughs> but we will suffer through it for you and talk about it. And But a lot of times, too, like I said, like, oh, not even necessarily talking about the wokeness of it. It's just like, here's just bad writing or bad other things. And um, yeah. But I don't know. I, st- I still liked, I had positive things about nope and i'll say i actually think i liked prey more than the other predator film because it had the more horror and that's just how my brain like my brain had expectations yeah. of it being horror and just the kind of modern style of it so uh, and but that's but i know everyone can disagree with me on that like i'm just kind of a i don't know a millennial if, or gen z sort of thing to, to say maybe yeah <laughs> if i had to choose between nope or prey which one i liked better i'm gonna choose prey really oh yes i am and I, I'm, I'm going to say why, because the action sequences were well done and enjoyable. Um, mm. And some of the, some of uh, the cinematography was pretty interesting. And like, I have complaints about every movie I watch, by the way, even my 10 yeah, out of 10 yeah. films. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, I usually am giving you all my negative thoughts. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I figured. I figured, I figured it's a seven out of 10 myself. Prey, for prey? Hmm. which is not a high rating for me by the way <laughs> and would you rate nope i would rate nope more like a six okay <laughs> okay i wasn't sure how if you're gonna go i was expecting you to say six but then i didn't know if you're going to be lower than that but and no. you're 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 a harsher critic when you're or when you grade things <laughs> yeah i am oh. i mean i gave the last jedi one out of ten i gave <laughs> alien covenant three out of ten I'm not nice. Like I'm not trying. I'm never trying to be like nice. But like if it's so, if if there are like the less notes I end up taking, honestly, the better the movie probably is. Yeah, um, yeah. Because that means I'm not thinking. You're not. Out, yeah, you're in. I'm you're engaged. In, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that's one of the things I notice uh, is whether or not I'm taking a lot of notes. And but nope bothered me like on because it just it was kind of disorganized it, it felt really disorganized from a writing perspective and i and that bothered me mm-hmm. whereas prey has a very clear like 
they set up expectations, they follow them, they, you know, but even if I didn't like the expectations, they pay them off. You kind of, okay. All right. I, yeah, I accept that. I'm, I have to think about, and maybe it's because Nope had some laughs in there for me. Like I said, if if I laugh, then like that's (laughs) just kind of like in my brain, like, okay, because even all the times that the characters said nope when they're just I thought that was just like yeah that's an appropriate time to say that I even liked when OJ because he's in the truck and then and then the monster's right over him and he just like cracks open the door and even that I'm like no don't do that that's a bad move like if you're gonna because I get it can get you but so you did it only slowly and just like looks up into the sky like I don't know why you needed to do that you know what's up there and then he just, <laughs> but, he, but it was a good moment because he just looks up closes the door and says nope and then just fall like ends up falling asleep because he's like I'm not doing anything I'm not trying to be a hero I'm not trying to do like I'm just gonna wait this out and then like morning arrives and then he was able to like make it out alive but I'm like yeah that is the smart move to make there and it was just and I but I preach the whole thing is just kind of like here's the thing and nope I'm just gonna leave that there um jb also had asked is woke an obstacle to a fun movie or a deal breaker it depends i think that was on, gonna be my answer to actually uh, it depends it, on because, how yeah how prevalent it is yeah like if they have creepy. like one scene or one character like i like in invincible has some woke elements to it but i still find the show enjoyable i still think it's worth watching Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like two characters that are very woke and I don't like them. And most people don't like them. But like, for the most part, the show's, the core, what it's actually following is very good. So I'm willing to still watch it. Uh, not everyone is like that, but I I don't know. Like, if the whole thing is woke, if so much of it is about proving a point about woke ideology for woke ideology i'm i'm no that's right. my that's my line is that it's, it's like is, is there point the woke if it's ideology? more activism versus like uh, they're trying to preach this activism versus just trying to tell a story uh, yes. so if and that's where because and i've referenced this before too like at second city there was a show called a winner of our discontent so it was after trump won and the cast was three white people and three black people and they could be really funny people the director was black and i knew like he was a really funny uh uh, improviser and, and performer but they had a lot of preachy scenes that weren't funny it was just pretty much kind of calling the audience like racist and stuff and so we had a lot of people walking out and then but everyone else like the uh, servers and others you're like oh like you know they're just racist white people like no one had any sort of self-reflection it was just no people just don't want to be called racist when they go to a comedy show so it was just annoying and it wasn't like a lot of things we weren't laughing at and i knew that like these the performers they could be funny they could have stuff but it just was it was more preachy than it was comedy and that's what what people didn't like like you can have you can make points but it's better if those points are subtle within the scene itself like that you're laughing through and you can still like oh yeah like you know that but that makes sense that like yeah like sometimes like white people suck or something but you don't need Mm. to be overt about it um and so with with movies and tv shows it just depends that's why like a lot of times we don't like I'll bring up like, hey, here's this thing that, that p- other people have complained about, about being what or that they're. And, and I also think that some people are too, too um, critical about it, like that they're too ready to be like, I'm going to hate this movie because it's going to be woke. And, uh, and I don't like to go into that, that, that they might be 
especially even like Thor or something like, oh, it's going to be like so preachy about like the homosexuality or, or uh, whatever else it was. But I was just like, no, like it was barely... Uh, it it wasn't like you can I'm okay with referencing some because uh, I do agree with like some woke points of like kind of progressive things but it just I'm not like the activist though too like they they take it too far but there are certain things that I'm like I'm not against the idea of like equality for everyone <laughs> most people aren't you just don't need to talk about it constantly or make a big deal over totally. it because like I'm totally okay with the accepting of people of different, like, un, like non-majority lifestyles, like gay mm-hmm. people or whatever. I'm like, I totally, like, I don't care. I don't really care, okay? So, like, oh, yeah, I agree with you on that point, but don't shove it in my face all right. the time. That's the yeah. part that pisses yeah. me off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why, like, there are certain things that, like, it just depends how it's delivered in it too so like i don't care like necessarily if it's woke if it's written well then i might be fine with it and especially if it's not in your face and and uh like overbearing in the in the story itself then um, it won't be a deal breaker yeah like i mean the movie precious is clearly like it's in moonlight they're about a group of a, a demographic of marginalized people, but they bring it down to such the human level. Like there's an individual at the core mm. of this and you really hear their story. You really delve into their lives. And honestly, that's the way you do it. Like precious is an amazing movie. That movie is so fucking good. And, yeah. and, and it's heartbreaking to watch that movie and they do a good job and it's like you don't I don't I wouldn't even call that progressive it's just like sometimes people's lives suck I think mm-hmm. anyone could like really relate to her situation like and and be empathetic to her right like, yeah it, for it sure doesn't matter <laughs> yeah I, and it's been so long since I've watched it but like I I don't remember having to watch it, like oh like I well, it's been with everything. Like I never thought, like I can't relate to this person because I'm not the right race or the right gender. Yeah. Or I think my dad has talked about what was it from? I don't remember what A team or something. Like what there was like a the computery guy who's who's a black guy, but he talked about like like oh my dad's white, so he's just like. But it, he never thought like I like oh I like this guy like I relate to him because I love computers and love whatever. But it was <laughs> like oh I can't relate to you because I'm not the same race that you are, and and I've I've never thought that either. And even gender barriers where I'm like I want to be Will Ferrell like you're funny and like so any comedian or something too and just like I never thought like. Like Mindy Kaling might be the only one where I'm like, oh, she's like the Asian. Like I need, like I relate to her because you know, as an Asian female, I, actually I'm more competitive with it because I was always like, she's like the first female Asian. So then I'm like, no, I want to be that person. When I'm, feeling <laughs> up, so I'm like, I don't want someone else to take that role. You're like, like, camaraderie. You're more feeling competitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't want women around here though too because I want to be the one to take over. <laughs> The thing is, though, about um, representation in, in films and TV is that, like, so Black people make up, like, 12, 13% of the population in the United States. You ask people based on, like, what they see in Hollywood, uh, they think it's 50%. And then if you, yeah, add, and it's, like, 6% for gay people in the U.S., gay and bi, and you ask people and they say something like 20%. And it's I, like, we're overrepresenting things then maybe. I am. I'm wondering if the, the gay 
one like where that is now, if that's still accurate because it just seems like the more like the more time goes on that the higher that percentage i would think might be but maybe not but it's just maybe it's just also living well, in cities they, and knowing so many more the the percentage is going up like overall when you count in non-binary people um, yeah yeah okay uh, well <laughs> <laughs> but then like and you're getting into like the the reason why i don't know if we're going to get banned on youtube for this but uh, as far as just like that why the t shouldn't be part mm -hmm. of lgb because like they're just different things mm -hmm. and sexuality is different than your what gender you are so but we don't have to yeah. get into all of that yet for no. <laughs> youtube overlords yeah <laughs> don't get mad at us <laughs> um but uh, yeah. Oh, there are way more chats here than I was realizing. Oh, bird. Oh, so, so J. Oh, sorry. Um, G. Man was saying they them is up next. So he did mention that the other day. Mm -hmm. And so something like a serial killer at a conversion there uh, camp thing. Uh, I didn't know we might we should do that for bad movie. But uh, yeah, I think we should probably talk about that at some point because it's new and, yeah. and I think it has. <laughs> It's going to be like woke enough that like oh my god I think there are already people like saying like this is so well done to like talk. <laughs> Bird I hear it has a, 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 a pink sing-along or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I read that, too. Mm -hmm. So you know it's going to be good. So probably bad movie, um, <laughs> oh, which we're doing this Sunday. What is it? Uh, the Double Dragon. I found it's on YouTube. <laughs> so we'll do that at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, but I do want to do they, them. Maybe we'll do like a double feature. We did that last time, too. The other movie we watched... Lord Coley and I watched uh, that Mario Warfare. I might have talked about that last time too, but that was a good, it's on YouTube and it's a whole, like, so it's like a mini series, but they like put it all together into like a movie and it was just like Super Mario characters in like a, like a wartime, like kind of like had guns and stuff too. And it was just, it was fun. It was well done in contrast to watching Rhodey. It was a very, but much better, much better. Um, all right. Well, we gosh. should, Oh, well, we uh, wrap up probably and yeah. say that book club is on Sunday. Actually. Book club is also on Sunday. We got book club and bad movie club. Good book club and bad movie club. Yeah, we got Fossil Future on Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific, which is 12 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Uh -huh. um, 11 a.m. Central. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know do what mountain time is. I guess mountain no. time is... 10 a.m. because that's what time mm -hmm. yeah yes. um but yeah that's uh that's this sunday and then there's narrative distance. i didn't do any housekeeping at the beginning whoops no. yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> um fossil future alex epstein time, this sunday movie club 9 p.m eastern in discord uh narrative dissonance you can yeah I don't know who the guest is. Our guests are. I think Carter told me, and I forgot. <laughs> Monday. Uh, well, no, I think it's up for grabs. Like, okay, actually. up in the air. Yeah. Carter and Juliet will be there. <laughs> uh, I'll be there in chat. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Tuesday, nothing. Wednesday, Rebel Civics, and then maybe a Dangerous Thoughts. Probably. Maybe, I, don't yeah. know. I don't know. Carter's no. Life. No four fifty one next week. Yeah. No four fifty one. And yeah, that's everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me um, play this Carter clip one more time. 
Yeah, oh, also, I need. We're trying to switch like the logo from like the whole unsafe. We're, we're switching oh, stuff. Yeah. We're switching branding up. We're trying to do some other stuff. When we're gonna do just the U for the logo for a while, and I was trying to upload it as the overlay in the in the corner here, but I didn't bother resizing it because I was trying to do it right before the show, so it looks like this. <laughs> we were debating just having that up the entire show. It is not like actually blocking either of us. So that's no, it's not. So could have, we could have. It's blocking my name, but that's name, the only thing it's yeah. blocking. You can see Alex. You do just see the Alex. So and it just repeats Alex after the slash. And it's so of all trades. Yeah, <laughs> so we're not really missing out exactly. So. You're missing my last name. That's the only thing. Oh, Miss Oh, that's right. Miss yeah, Okay, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even put my last name on there. So it's it's not too much. <laughs> Um, I when she put it up there to test it, I literally said, "Just leave it like that. Just yeah. do that." <laughs> should have. Um. All right, and then we've got this Carter clip. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch. Make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, fine, for fine, for fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Just add a large F next to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am just going to leave this here for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't think it'll let me. Maybe no, I don't know. No, I think it takes it away. <laughs> oh, and I don't want it to do that because I already did a new credits. I added some stuff to to what I had last week. So uh, just because I could. Once I learned that, I'm like, oh, I can do stuff on here. Then I did. <laughs> um, so all right uh yeah thank you guys for watching i've got to go double check on some ducks and geese out here in the dark and uh, my cats are hungry too elsie because my boyfriend closed the door so now she's just been stuck in here and scratching it forever oh we can't see alex she's just hiding behind the you <laughs> <laughs> oh also i'm gonna advertise this shirt because i took it off it's fellas fellas i think it's the same let me take away this overlay it's larger on the back so we've got Fellas, fellas, <laughs> watch Ryan Long, and maybe someday he'll come onto the channel. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, thank you guys for watching. We love you, or I love you. I shouldn't speak on behalf of Alex, but I will. Um, and I love anyone. I love you guys. Oh, enough we just for the got a new super chat. Oh, it's not coming through for me on. Oh, there we go. All right. Silverlock, thank you. He says, have a good night. You have a good night. You have a great night, Silverlock. The best night ever. Um, and uh, what did I see? Oh, JB says, I should make Carter wrap my ringtone. We all should. Actually, I should make that an intro. I should make that the Dangerous Thoughts intro. It's just him rap rapping. I'll do that next time without telling him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll love <Yes>. it. <laughs> He would. He would laugh. Elva Kara says plucking eggs from underneath the goose can be fun. I've done that when I was trying. She's sitting. Chewie's sitting on four eggs right now that I, that might be hatching like tomorrow within the next couple of days. Tomorrow might be the day. So we'll see if they actually happen. I don't know how good she's been at sitting on them or not, but we shall see. But yeah, so just do that. Carter will be so mad if I do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I am working on one, so we should, yeah, we should. Okay, well, thank you, guys. I should put the other, there we go. Um, <laughs> thank you, guys, and have a good night. I need to make the StreamYard link for book club uh, still, so I'll do that by tomorrow night.
Um, come join us for book club. Email if you speak at unsafespeech.com. If you want to do it, if you've just started, like you want to just be in the chit chat and you, you, even if you haven't completed it or something, you're welcome to join and chat with us. Um, and, and movie night, if you're in discord, come join us for movie night. It's always fun to hang out with you guys, except for Motown. (laughs) Everyone, everyone agrees with that. So, all right. Thank you, Alex, as always. Uh, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production is known by the state of California to cause unregulated ideation that may be harmful to bureaucrats. Association with the following individuals, or tacos, is strictly prohibited. Apropos of nothing, I was just wondering how would you feel about another pandemic? Your president is in full control of his mental faculties. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.